0: Good morning. It's Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Griffin's here, Prince Charles alongside. Coming up in just a minute, we will have a guest set the Lamar meter today. Cordell Woodland, our friend from 1057, the fan, will join us. We'll let him take things over. I know which way I would have gone today with the Lamar meter. We'll see how he feels about it after a record 90% reading yesterday on the Lamar meter brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Later on in the program, uh, it's Tuesday, so we'll catch up with a friend, Patrick Stevens. Some news, Dante Scott is indeed coming back to the University of Maryland for a fifth year. We'll talk to him about that. Reflect on, um, uh, we lost uh, kind of a a legend in Maryland basketball circles, and Billy Hahn we will reflect on his passing, and uh, we'll talk about the weekend that was in college lacrosse, including some drama in uh, Maryland's overtime win over ohio state on friday night talk about all that with our buddy patrick stevens and cadria Ismail joins us this morning it's all over the place there are people that genuinely believe like the ravens have now put together a loaded offense and then there are guys like me that are like yeah let's ease up on all that let, let me see exactly where odell beckham is at this point in his career before we start going crazy We'll see what Kadri thinks, what his opinion is of what the Ravens' offense is at this point. Plus, lots of other things we clearly have to get into. The Homer Hose, which is definitely a Homer Hose, and not anything else, Mom and Dad. The The Homer Hose. They're fans of hydration. It's a Homer Hose. Be cool. Prom's coming up in a couple of weeks, and I'd like to be able to take my dad's car. Be cool. It's a Homer Hose hydration it's important okay the homer hose. summer's coming up
1: i thought you were talking about like a like duo in baseball that's just cracking home runs and that's the the homer hose Hose.
0: this is this is where charles (laughs) clearly reminds us that he does not care about the orioles (laughs) and he most certainly was not watching last night's game (laughs) thank you if i'm
1: watching a baseball game
0: charles showing up to his internship at a baltimore sports radio show in all ready to go to talk about the Timberwolves and Lakers tonight because
1: clearly (laughs) that's the lead story in Baltimore. I I had no expectations of a man who understood. I know what it is. We're going to lose tonight. (laughs) All right.
0: Joining us this morning. He is our friend from one of five, seven, the fan where you hear him shake it up. And he draws the assignment of setting the Lamar meter today. I believe he has doused quite a few uh, pickle beers from the Homer hose over the years. He is my buddy, Cordell Woodland, and he is with us now here on GCR. Cordell, what's going on, brother? How are you? What's up, Glenn? Everything good, man? Yes, sir, man. Can't
2: complain. Beautiful day.
0: All right. So I'm putting the pressure on you today. Um, I see. This is Cordell's first time setting the Lamara meter. Uh, I know you're familiar with what we're doing here. You understand it. I guess before we get to the meter itself, let's get your reaction, right? Where are you on the spectrum, not the meter, the spectrum of this is an incredible signing, the Ravens have the most outstanding offense versus, you know, this is a guy that hasn't even had 600 yards in the NFL since 2019. And even before the injury, kind of looked like he might have been on the decline in his career.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to use the word incredible. Uh, when talking about this sign, and I can promise you that uh, it, it's a it 's a nice swing it 's a swing it 's a gamble and i 'm conflicted because i 've been one of the people kind of beg, begging for the ravens to take a shot on a receiver to to swing for the fences a little bit offensively um, to bring Lamar in a a receiver that has actually accomplished something in this league it 's cool when you 're drafting guys these young guys, but there 's so many question marks we don't know what type of player we're getting. And Rashad Bateman, I think, is still really good, but the jury is still out. Injuries have kind of derailed the first two years of his career. Um, and with Odell Beckham, you can't talk about him without talking about the injuries. You yep. know, I think a lot of people still, when they hear Odell Beckham, they think that they're getting the Giants, Odell Beckham, the guy that had uh, the 10 uh, double-digit touchdowns uh, in the first three years of his career. The guy who had the one-handed catch over Brandon Carr. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, and look, I'm not going to sit here and act like Odell looked terrible in, in L.A. He didn't. He looked really good. But also, he played with Cooper Cup, who was the best receiver in the league. He's playing with Sean McVay, one of the best offensive lines in the league. And a guy in Matthew Stafford who's known for throwing the ball all over the field. So, it, it's it's unique. It's a gamble um, because you don't know what Odell Beckham you're going to get, Um I don't know if you can count on him to be the best receiver on your team. And honestly, I don't know if that's what the Ravens are looking for. But I'm not, in, in terms of the 15000000 million, I'm not going too crazy about it. No question, they overpaid him. But I've been saying uh, a couple of times that I think that the Ravens may have to overpay to bring in a receiver that they want right now and to actually put a smile on Lamar Jackson's face. Which they've been reluctant to do really all all
0: season and, and obviously that's a huge factor in all of this, Cordell, but I'll, I'll I'll sort of double down on something you said. I think it's a risk worth taking, right like I mm-hmm. even to me, if you get a marginalized version of Odell Beckham, we have to be honest about this. That's better than your other options outside of a healthy Rashad Bateman, like even a you know a, a tenth year of his career version of Odell Beckham, to your point, it's insane to think. That he would be the guy that you saw in the first three seasons, but even a tenth year of his career version, I, we gotta be frank about this. Like I joked about it with Nelson Aguilar. Like Nelson Aguilar doesn't upgrade anything except maybe he upgrades something. Like that's I, I know that we are we continue to say things like, well, just give Tylon Wallace more of a chance, or just give James Proche more of a chance, or just give. And I understand where that thought process comes from, but the notion that those guys are superstars and the Ravens are just like afraid of letting them have more of a chance, can I say it's impossible? Of course not. Can I think that there's anything that's realistic about that? Not a chance at all. So to me, even a marginalized version of Odell Beckham can potentially be an upgrade on what it is that you had otherwise.
2: Oh, no question. I mean, they had the worst wide receiver core in the NFL this past year. I mean, from production-wise, production-wise at least. I mean, sure, a lot of that is because uh, Rashad Bateman got injured early in the season. Um, but the fact of the matter is they don't have a lot of talent in that wide receiver room. And Eric DaCosta said coming into this offseason that they were going to revamp that wide receiver room. Um, so if we're go- let's look at this optimistically for a second. Let's look at best-case scenario. With Odell, with Odell, you do get, number one, I would make the argument he's the biggest name the Ravens have had on their team next to Lamar Jackson since Lamar's been there. Since Lamar's been there. Obviously not before. But since since Lamar's been there, Odell's probably the only guy that he can kind of relate to in terms of, like, popularity. So I think that does help because it gives Lamar kind of that outlet to somebody that actually understands him. He's really cool with Tyler Huntley and James Prochet. But those guys don't understand what it's like to no be doubt. Lamar Jackson. No. You know, Odell Beckham does. So that, that definitely helps. Um, and I think Odell, in terms of just on the field, like I said, the Ravens may not need Odell Beckham to be their best wide receiver or their best pass catcher. Mark Andrews is still that guy. Best case scenario, Rashad Bateman will be the second guy. And Odell's that third guy. And, you know, he's a guy that can definitely help stretch the field. We, we heard Todd Munkin at his introductory press conference not only rave about Odell, but he continued to use the word spread. He wants spacing in his offense. So uh, that's going to benefit a guy like Odell because he does still have the capability that he, if he catches the ball in space, he can make something happen. The Ravens are in need of more, I think, home run hitters. And Odell Beckham, he kind of gives them that. And another thing that I think he can help with is just helping when Lamar gets out of the pocket. It's kind of irked me for years that the Ravens have not been one of the more dangerous offenses in the league in the past game when Lamar Jackson breaks out of the pocket and extends plays. I think the receivers have done a poor job kind of working back to him, finding the vacated areas on the field to help their quarterback out. But one thing about Odell, he's very quarterback friendly. He understands how to find the open areas on the field. He's been known as kind of like a freelance route runner, so he will adjust his routes kind of on the fly based off what the defense has given him. And I think as long as him and Lamar are on the same page, that'll help Lamar in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, to your point, I think the Todd Munkin factor is real in all of this. The last really good season that Odell Beckham had was alongside Todd Munkin and with lesser mm-hmm. quarterback play in Cleveland. Of course, the best that Baker Mayfield ever looked uh, that season when yeah. they were together in Cleveland. So, you know, I, look, I, all of it to me makes it a risk that's worth taking. I'm just not ready to say today – that I definitely think this alone makes the Ravens a dynamic or super-threatening offense, or that I know Odu- – like, it's one of those things where I say, okay, I, this is better than doing nothing for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's hella bold to set yourself up for if it doesn't work, you're going to have to suck up $10 million worth of dead cap space next year. Like, that's – boy, I you know, that's not great, but – Hopefully it works, and you decide that you want to keep Odell Beckham around, and that's not something that you have to worry about moving forward. And I, I don't know. Hopefully he and Lamar Jackson fall in love with playing together, and they both want to stick around for some time. I, I, I That would be great I, if it works out that way. I, I don't know.
2: I mean, I'll say this. I think the Ravens are in uncharted territory right now. They are, you know, they. this is a weird offseason for them. Yeah. They've had to experience things that they haven't had to deal with in the past. They've been the subject of a lot of scrutiny, and we know the Ravens have kind of been, you know, that, that prestigious organization that the league kind of looks up to. Uh, but this offseason, man, it's been a, quite a few eggs thrown at the Ravens, and I, I, I don't think that this was just a move to put a smile on Lamar's face. This might have also been a move to put a smile on some of the fans' faces as well. You know, I, I think that a lot of fans that aren't usually speaking out against the team have done so this offseason. Um, And you look around the league, man, you see all these anonymous executives talking about how bad of a deal it is. And look, on the surface level, it is. They're giving this guy $15 million who just missed a year, who's got two torn ACLs, especially on an offseason where all I've had to do is listen listen to people talk about Lamar Jackson's injury history, a guy who has had zero surgeries in his career. Mm. They bring in a guy with two torn ACLs and who hasn't played a year and has had his – his kind of temper tantrums on the sidelines. Mm. You know, this is not a typical Ravens signing, um, but this isn't a typical Ravens offseason. So I've been begging them to kind of go against their playbook on things that they've done in the past um, because I do think their methods of team building is a little outdated. I'm not telling them to completely scrap it, but at times you got to adjust. And this is, this is a gamble. I think we can all agree that this is a big risk. Um but for them I think the risk is worth the reward.
0: All right. So with that in mind, Cordell, I bring us back to the Lamar Meter, which is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Now, yesterday in the aftermath, not really it, it's a bit to do, certainly a bit to do with the signing itself, but a lot more to do with the interactions that we saw between Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham, the FaceTime and then them being out at Live in Miami. Uh, partying and having a good time, although maybe not being thrilled about the dude that was blowing right in their face. Um, <laughs> I-, I bumped it all the way up from 61% going into the weekend to 90% yesterday, which is a record reading for the Lamara meter. So I-, I present to you nothing other than that. My number is irrelevant. Anything, that- this is all you. Uh-huh. You, Cordell Woodland, percentage chance that Lamar Jackson is the Baltimore Ravens' starting quarterback in week one of the 2023 NFL season. You say what?
2: I say 95%. Damn! I, I've been to, I, I'm ready to bump it up. I can't lie. I was going to go 90, but I got to one-up you because you already had it at 90. So I got to put it a little higher than that. Because to be honest with you, I, even before the Odell signing, I felt like Lamar would show up. I, I felt like, I, I feel like he's going to miss OTAs. He might miss minicamp. And, hey, he might miss the start of training camp. But I do think he'll be out there at some point this summer, and I have always expected him to be the quarterback come week one. It's just not in his nature, despite what a lot of people may believe. I don't think it's in his nature to kind of sit on the sidelines, especially to start the year when he's healthy. That's, that's just not something he's willing to do. He's a competitor. He wants to get out there. And, look, he's not, he's not a fool. You know, I don't think he's going to leave that 32 million dollars sitting there. He could use that right now. Um and I think honestly it'll go a long way for Lamar to put together one healthy season to kind of wipe away everything that a lot of people are having to say because people forget 2 years ago when Lamar got hurt, the Ravens were first in the AFC. Last year when Lamar got hurt, they were, what, 8-3, and 8-4? and four? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a team that is winning when he's out there. If he can put together a healthy year, I, I think he'll be able to make himself a lot of money. So with the addition of Odell and, like you said, those two guys communicating the report saying Lamar even helped recruit yeah. Odell to the Ravens, which is a little bizarre to me. Um, but you know, that, that, that adds to the optimism. So I I feel good about that. ninety-five. So,
0: so let's go for the record. I was, if I had, if we had not called you today, I would have moved it to 92%. And obviously you brought up the report that Lamar was recruiting Odell Beckham, uh, to Baltimore. That certainly suggests that Lamar is planning on being the quarterback this season. Um, and I'll add in one more factor to it, by the way, this was, put. this is one of the silly things that was pointed out to me. Of course, like, for for kind of for funsies, we put Ken Francis on yesterday. It was brought I,
2: I played some of that audio. That okay. was cool. So,
0: you know, it was weird. It was brought up to me by somebody within the kind of the reporting world that you could make an argument that that's the first time that anyone associated with Lamar Jackson has spoken on the record yeah. this yeah. offseason. And I was like, I guess technically that's true, right? Like, yeah. I we're still kind of confused about exactly what the association is. Between Lamar Jackson, but they yeah. are—we we know for sure they're business partners, so it it does yeah. qualify. And I said, okay, and his comments about how much Lamar, you know, you know, loves John Harbaugh and loves Eric Tacosta, really wipes out mm-hmm. any thought process that people have had that Lamar Jackson is just done with dealing with the Ravens, or that that has just been poisoned or soured to a point that he couldn't be back. So, you know, I. I I, I was kind of blown away by the, you know the person that reached out to me about this. I was like I guess technically that's true, right? Like I guess there's something to be said for it. So I was going to pop up I, the only thing that I'll continue to say Cordell, like the the plane still needs to be landed, right? Like I it, I guess the question would be if this was the difference, why hasn't Lamar said, "All right, let me fly up there and sign the tender this week and or sign sign the um yeah, the tender and and get things going," right? Like the plane still has to be landed at some point. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, it's still not going to be at $32 million. Like, I'm, whatever, come hell or high water, I ain't playing for $32 million this year. So, you know, you gave me Odell Beckham. I appreciate that. Now, if I'm playing for one year, you're going to have to bump that number up too. And you're going to have to give me, you know, a bonus structure. I know that Florio has put out there a couple times the idea of, like, a million dollars per game because then if he pays 17 games this year, then he gets essentially $50 million for the season. Whatever it is, right. I, I still need something. I I ain't just showing up and playing for $32 million and helping you get one over on me by having me play significantly below my value. So if, I mean, I, if I'm agreeing to one year, we just got to do something to figure out that one year because it ain't going to be at this number.
2: No, nah, yeah, I mean, that would be great. I, I think that's along the lines of what Lamar's thinking. I don't know if that's what the Ravens are thinking. But I, I I don't have it. If, if we I'm glad that Lamar me isn't about my optimism oh, about long them term. getting a long term deal right. done. Right. Yeah, because it would be a negative whatever at that point. If we're talking about them getting a deal done by July 15th, it just doesn't seem like either sides are willing to budge. And I, I I think that this is this bringing in Odell is a message from the Ravens to Lamar and the fans, but. This isn't an, this may be enough to get Lamar for this year, and like I said, I think Lamar right. was going to show up this year anyway, but this isn't enough if we're talking about the future it's still about the dollars um and I, I I think uh like I said before, I think Lamar would do himself a big service by putting together a healthy year um because then he has a a lot more leverage than he currently has because Right now, everybody's just sticking to the fact that he's missed the back end of the last two seasons.
0: Well, I'll add in one more thought to what you're saying, Cordell, which is, with that in mind, that I don't think it's going to be a long-term deal done, there is still a small part of me that says, what happens if the Ravens get an offer that just knocks their socks off, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what happens if a desperate team, after the draft, that didn't get a quarterback, that maneuvering didn't work for them, just says dude we will give you six first you know like i get it that's absurd right like i understand that it's not going to be that but what what do the ravens do if an offer they didn't think was going to come in suddenly comes in out of desperation and that's the part that's fascinating to me because they make this odell beckham move they've said all along it's going to be lamar jackson but if they don't know that they can get a deal done long term with lamar jackson and someone does put a deal on the table that they don't expect to see coming what do you do then for your franchise? And that I don't, I don't know what the correct answer is, and it's just right. enough for me that I've got to leave a little wiggle room here at the end of the lamar meter for those of you that think that I should have it up at 100% at this point. It's...
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I do think of, there will be more movement than there is right now in the Lamar uh, situation after the draft because there's going to be teams that didn't get their quarterback. I still think the Jets are a team to watch because that whole situation stinks right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be out there weeks ago, and he's still not there. So until he's there, I'm not sold that it's happening. And I I don't know. I think the Ravens paying Odell $15 million this year is a big reason why he's in Baltimore. But you got to imagine that something going on with the Jets is also a part of the reason why he didn't go out there. He met with them the day before he signed. So, you know, I, I think it's something going on with that Jets situation that just doesn't smell right. There's still a team to watch for me, and it won't just be them. Like I said, I do expect the market a little bit to move a little bit for Lamar uh, because after the draft, teams are going to be super desperate if they don't have the quarterback that they want going into the season, especially if they felt like the pieces around yep. uh, the quarterback position are there. Yep. If they feel like they're a Lamar Jackson away, that's when you get those types of offers. That may just blow the doors off if you're the Ravens, and hey, that'll be the million—you know—the the two hundred and thirty-one million dollar question: Are the Ravens going to trade Lamar, or are they going to kind of just pony up the dough at that point?
0: Yep. Uh, And look, I'm not saying it's likely. I don't think it's likely, but I—it's just enough that I got to have some wiggle room there at the end of the Lamar meter to consider that possibility. That's where I am. All right, bro. What's uh, what's your schedule like the next few days?
2: uh i'll be on tonight uh at 6 30 it's crazy uh I-, I was actually going to text you uh okay. later on today to see what the oh, schedule was oh it'd tonight. be the, it'd so, be the
0: same response as always if you can do 9 30 i'm in
2: man <laughs> yeah yeah I- i'll i'll look and see what we could do oh yeah because tonight is uh that tuesday so yeah we'll, yeah we'll try to make something work but yeah i'll be on from tonight from 6.30 to 9 after uh, Baltimore baseball tonight from uh, Pickles. Awesome. At
0: Cordell Woodland on Twitter. You know what? I did it again. Oh, man, I was doing it the entire time. I've been so good the last couple of weeks. (laughs) At Cordell Woodland is how you follow him on Twitter. I know it. It's the Baltimore in me coming out when that happens. All good. I promise you. Hey, bro, appreciate you. Uh, Thanks for doing this. It was fun, man. We'll do it again soon, all right?
2: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me.
0: Cordell Woodland, 105.7 the fan, all the way up to ninety five percent on the Lamar meter. Brought to you by Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. I, I
3: it's gonna be Fair tough. Number. To, yeah, I mean, well, it's gonna
0: be tough to. I don't know. I
3: don't know. I don't know what can <sighs> drop
1: he's not it. not playing this point. for Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Well, I mean, just an, an, oh,
0: another opinion can drop it, or yeah. you know, an adjustment can drop it, and that's. I, I wouldn't have moved it up to ninety five percent. I do still think all that other stuff. I, I, I get where all of your emotions are. I've had a, multiple people say. Dude, it's time to retire the lamar meter It's over. It's done. No, it's not done until it's done. The plane has to be landed.
1: I I get it. I get what you're saying. Just like the plane has to be landed in New York with the Jets situation. That's exactly
0: right. That's exactly right. The plane, everybody in New York is operating that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the team. But the plane has to be landed. And right now, it looks like the plane is making its descent. But the two things that I brought up are still relevant. Lamar actually still has to, s- to show up, and I'm still, if I'm Lamar Jackson, not playing for $32 million. Forget that. It's not happening. I do like
1: the million-dollar incentive.
0: That was not my idea. That was yeah. Florio's idea, and he's put it out there a few different places. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a way that you can still structure to keep the, the salary at a certain base, but then work with bonuses in order to make this work. So if there is still something else that you could do to improve the team between now and then, if, you know, Adrian Amos continues to linger and you want him, Rocky, seen some of these veterans that are still out there that you've talked to that you would still want, if there is still a veteran edge rusher that you could bring in at some point, um, I don't even know who that would be. I'm not – I haven't thought about that. But if there is this year's version of Jason Pierre-Paul that could be out there Sure, any of those things could be factors. You obviously want to save a little bit of money for street-free agents during the course of the season, so you want to keep the figure as low as possible. If you can do it with a bonus structure in order to make Lamar happy, you know, that's that'd be a good way to go about doing it to still give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. All that being said, I still think that Lamar Jackson is planning on showing up. I... They gotta figure. They gotta dot the i's and cross the t's to make sure that he's there. Because if suddenly Lamar Jackson's doing all this work and internally he's saying, right, but you gotta pay me fifty million, and the Ravens said, whoa, whoa, whoa I, wait, fifty million, you know what the number is, man. Then we create a new set of problems at that point. That's a different. It's something that hasn't been addressed, that still needs to be addressed. As much as we're all sold, you still have to address that. And again, the unknown of what team isn't going to have a quarterback when the draft is over. To the point about the Jets, it's extraordinarily relevant. They have a plan. But if Aaron Rodgers wanders into the darkness again next week and suddenly comes out and says, eh, you know what the hell with this, forget it. I'm not doing it. Forget it. I'm done. It's over for me. I don't care. He wants to run off to Amsterdam to do, you know, ayahuasca with a shaman or something like that. Like, if that's what he's into... Then the Jets are suddenly sitting there screwed, like we've got a team that we think should be able to compete. We don't have a quarterback. And who knows what they'd be willing to offer at that point to try to make it Lamar Jackson. So How long will the
3: Packers just block it? Or like I don't know. I think the draft is probably about the time when they acquiesce. I I mean, I think they might have a deal done already and Yeah, I don't know that they have a deal done
0: already. I don't know if it's a Hollywood Brown situation as much as just like once you get to the draft, you kinda want to have like, your plans in motion at that point. Like, you kind of want to just know what your team is going to be. And it's easy for them to say, well, we know Jordan Love's going to be our quarterback and we know all those things. But, like, you know, you still have to, again, you still have to land the plane. So, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still, I'm, I am I would have been ninety. 90- Two, I think, today is where I would have gone. gone.
4: It like was 90, really f-
0: 90 and a half. Yeah, so. no, I would have been 92, I think. It was really funny what was that, that it was brought up to me. Somebody, a, a reporter type, brought up to me last night. He's like, dude, I... I and he, he, like, he also said he thought I gave um, Ken Francis too much leeway. I was like,
3: I mean, bro, well, I don't... What are you going to do, cut him off? Like
0: what do you, what do you <laughs> want me to say? Like, I don't think he... Like, I, I guess there are people that are convinced that he's lying, like I, 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 literally, I got this message. Do you think it's more likely that Ken Francis was pitching a crappy product to teams than he was, you know, trying to become Lamar Jackson's agent? My answer was yes. <laughs> I one thousand percent think that's more likely. I, I, I don't know in what world we're coming around on the idea. Now you can say whatever you want to think that for Lamar Jackson to have declined as many offers as he has to be a spokesperson for someone but to choose to partner up on the entire gym have whatever opinion you want to have about that i don't care that's
3: I have plenty of opinions about that I, this is the only guy that's done business with lamar in the past well
0: what <laughs> i, would, I would, what i would say is like lamar clearly is not the same as everyone else and in his mind being 8 billionth person to be a spokesperson for whoever it is. RC Cola. You know what I mean? Like that just might not be interesting to him. Whereas being in on the ground level on something that can be his might be. It wouldn't be what I would do. I would be more interested in, wait a second, you just want to give me money to put up a tweet about your, okay, I'll do that. I'm the guy that doesn't want to do the work. But he just might be driven in a different... It's the thing that I keep saying about you guys when you obsess over the agent thing. You want him to care about what you care about. I get it. I understand. He has the right. He has agency. He has the right to do what he wants to do. Whether it's what I think he should do, whether it's what you think he should do, or Charles, whoever. He has that right. So you can laugh at it and you can... Uh, other people if somebody said to me last Wednesday I'm going to fly you for free to Augusta for 4 days and put you up in a house for free and food is free and you'll be standing on the 18th green for free all day or sitting you know in a in a luxury suite on the 18th green all day for 4 days no catch just hop on the plane and we go I would have said, no, thank you. All good, man. That sounds like hell to me. And anybody who heard that would say, are you insane? Are you, are you, bat ass bonkers? It was free to go to Augusta. And I would have said, that sounds terrible. I have no interest in that. And you wouldn't be right, and I wouldn't be wrong. Because for me, it really would feel like torture. I, God bless you that love golf. It would feel like I was being waterboarded to sit at a golf tournament for four days. Would be hell for me. You should get food and stuff, though. Great. I can do that at home. But you got to pay for that food. All good. <laughs> I will gladly be willing to pay for my food to avoid feeling waterboarded. Cheap hot dogs. We, we, we keep <laughs> saying whatever you you can say whatever you want to say about it. That sounds like torture to me. What I'm into is different than what other people are into. If I say to you, I'd like to, you know, fly to Monte Carlo to watch tennis for a week, you'd be like, really? I that doesn't sound. Oh, uh, well, it's I, Monte I, Carlo. Mean, I Monte Carlo. I, I guess yeah. most people would probably go
1: to Monte Carlo. I'll watch uh, the beach in, go the to, uh, go in the to background. To the backdrop that people would do.
0: But like I, I'm into things that other people aren't into. I accept that. Whenever I was going, to, I went to three WrestleManias, and there are a lot of people that would be very confused about my choices. I had a great time with my friends. That was the point of it. One of them I don't remember because I, I somebody slipped something into my drink. I swear to God. Really? I swear to God. That's- I have no recollection of it. Now, nothing nothing terrible happened to me, thankfully. (laughs) Nothing, it's not, I'm not trying to make a joke about it. Like, nothing terrible happened to me. I just don't remember any of it. And I know what blackout drunk feels like. This was not that. This was something else. The point of the story is, I'm into things that other people aren't into. And what I do is different than what other people would do. Lamar Jackson wants to be on the ground floor of the entire gym. To you, that sounds insane. That sounds reckless. But to him... That's what he's interested in. He's more interested in that that, than he would be in partnering up with Super Megacorp to send out tweets about their products. You can think that's dumb. You can think that's whatever. That's his deal. So, yeah, I think the most likely scenario is that Ken Francis, between Lamar Jackson and, as we learned yesterday, Isaac Bruce... Was trying to call NFL teams and, hi, it's Ken Francis. I'm I'm working this thing with Lamar Jackson. GM hears that and says, "Oh, you're representing Lamar Jackson? Well, that's weird. I'm not supposed to be talking to you." Bye. Hangs up the phone. And says, "You're not get a load of this guy's this Ken Francis guy. Who the hell is that? I think that's way more likely." Then it is that ken francis believed he was lamar jackson's agent nothing about that conversation suggested to me the guy thinks he's his agent but they are business partners and because of that it, it is someone on the record not a source telling stephen a smith something someone on the record associated with lamar jackson talking about how much lamar jackson loves baltimore and that is relevant in terms of those of you that believe that the relationship had just been poisoned to the point of no return. And, by the way, after that draft press conference last week, I certainly understood why a few more of you might have had that feeling, seeing the faces that John Harbaugh was making, seeing how uncomfortable it was in the room when they were shutting down Lamar Jackson questions that weren't even Lamar Jackson questions. So if that's where you thought it was between these parties, I, I would get it. What you had would make you feel that way. But a, an actual person that is a partner, that is a part of a Lamar Jackson camp in some capacity, a business partner of his, says Lamar loves the Ravens. So that's, that's relevant to me, and it's a factor. Cordell put it at 95. I would have been 92. Cordell put it at 95 95% is the number for the Lamar meter brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Great, oh, hello, great food, good sports. I don't know what that what happened there. That was awkward. That was the uncomfortable. The food's just so good. When I think about Glory Days Choking Grill, on. I, get, yeah, I get, a little, get a little hot and bothered. I was hoping to go to Glory Days today, but uh, it's a whole complicated mess, a whole thing. By the way, I, I got a request. I don't know how I feel about this. I got a request from... SiriusXM's XM's fantasy channel. Um, and, and two legends in this business, Michael Fabiano, who's like the fantasy football guy, and uh, Amber Theo Harris, of course, who was a longtime uh, Baltimore TV person and was at Nasson, of course, doing Orioles games, and before that was at Fox 45. Uh, she's now moved on. She's with NFL Network now. They asked me to do a lamar meter update on their show today.
4: Hmm.
0: I said... I don't think it's gonna work that way. I'll hmm. talk to you about today's Lamar meter update, but I don't think I'm gonna give an like I don't think it works that way. I don't think I can yeah. do an update for somebody else.
1: They've like made their own prop and like one one up that's the show. It's a very
0: weird. I was like, <sighs> I don't I don't know to make of that request. Like I'm gonna go on the show and I'll talk about the Lamar meter, but I don't think it's my place to.
3: We got our sponsors Give in place them here. An update?
0: Yeah. I don't think that's nah. right. I don't think I can do that. We'll see how that goes. Does Just that drop thing? it. Just drop in, it. Unless of course, um, in, unless of course uh, we get a a message. Something big? Yeah, right. Unless of course yeah. we get a message that um, you know, Lamar. Correct. Yeah, I don't know Well, if he even, signs today, yeah. if he signs a tender, then you know we can go ahead and. <laughs> I had um, I had someone ask if I had plans for whenever this ends. And the answer is maybe. I have an idea, to literally just do a do a completely a different pyre, right? no 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 <laughs> a different meter that's also relevant to something that we're talking about significantly and probably would have a a longer. T- I do think there's a part of it that if it's if he just signs the one-year tender and plays on that, we can just adjust the meter to the long-term meter. Yes, the the Lamar meter stays, and it just becomes that he's going to be the quarterback for week one of. 2024 you know like i think we can keep doing that to some extent but there was another meter that i was thinking about the other day that i do think is relevant based on a conversation we're having i think i'm going to save that for now and not tell you what i'm thinking about Super just Bowl. yet no another athlete another athlete related meter. So nothing okay. leave it alone leave it alone there's another athlete related related meter and a question that's been relevant that's going to keep coming up that I think could end up Not the Dante into. Scott meter. That Yeah, that no. one we don't have to worry about. We got our answer on that. We'll talk about that next, in fact. Today's show brought to you by pressboxonline.com slash offers. For the first time in history, you can bet baseball from your phone in Maryland. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers for the best sportsbook offers and incentives. So you can start winning today. Get up to $1,000 in a deposit bonus match plus a $50 free bet with DraftKings, but you have to go to pressboxonline.com offers to claim those incentives. Patrick Stevens joins us next, Glenn Clark Radio. Harford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Harford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day. Qualify teams will be announced.
5: What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more. We do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com.
6: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age, and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always north point boulevard
5: make the most out of every day in your toyota rav4 available in hybrid or gas only models a rav4 can get you where you want to go in style
7: check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new rav4s from your local toyota dealer today check out pressboxonline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from jeremy khan and if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make here's glenn clark
0: All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by Birdland Sports. This T-shirt right here, 2023 World Series Champions, is available for just $10 right now at birdlandsports.com. So if you're feeling bullish after the Orioles got a big win last night, if you're uh, drinking the Kool-Aid out of a... Homer Hose, go get this right now at BirdlandSports.com. Just 10 bucks. Of course, check out all the other great shirts and um, gear that they have available for you. But that one in particular on sale today, birdlandsports.com. Joining us now as he does every Tuesday to talk some college sports. He is our friend, Washington Post, as well as USA Lacrosse magazine. You follow him on Twitter at Discourse D1S Course. He is Mr. Patrick Stevens, and he is with us now here on GCR. Patrick, I apologize for missing you on Friday. Of course, the Orioles had the audacity to uh, move the uh, opening day game to a, a much worse weather day than it would have been on Thursday. But it's always good to catch up, man. Thanks for taking the time for us.
8: Sure thing, Glenn.
0: Patrick, I um, I don't. i was wondering if you could just start by kind of giving context for maybe for young people that don't understand Billy Hahn's impact sure. on Maryland basketball. Can you give us some context for someone who was never the head coach of this program, but whose legacy I think stands out very significantly among figures within the history of Maryland basketball?
8: Well, I think you have to kind of look at him as not necessarily the alter ego of Gary Williams, because I don't think that that's necessarily accurate. But he was definitely a big part of, the rise of Maryland basketball in the 1990s uh you know he's a, a Maryland grad like Gary is and you know had been a head coach previously joined Gary on his staff uh when he came from Ohio State when Gary came from Ohio State and was there every step of the way through the first Final Four year in terms of scrapping back and, and I think anybody that that knew Billy knew that there there was you know as much that was one thing that he and he and Gary had in common they were they were little little guards that were scrappers and and had fought their way uh all the way to the top of college hoops and you know he was such a big part of of some of the great recruiting stories yep. uh that Maryland had in developing guys and being a guy that you know you you might not necessarily have had the best relationship as a player with Gary while you were playing at maryland but that was kind of the guy that that would you know be sort of a booster you know a guy that would you know put his hand on the shoulder and, and kind of pump some guys up um and you know there's always a little bit of volatility to billy too like i can remember when he was at west virginia and they were playing in the ncaa tournament at, at a at in DC. i think it was against duke actually and he wasn't happy with some call and there was a timeout he basically on the outside of the huddle, just staring down a referee, sort of the Fran McCaffrey thing, <laughs> That's, except I, it was an assistant coach doing.
0: I don't remember you know? this. I don't, had
8: his, This is great. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, because because that it wasn't on TV or anything. Yeah. He had to like be there to see it, you know. And you know, he had his chest puffed out and everything. And, you know, he just went back went back and did his business, you know, because you know Huggins was busy with other stuff at that point. But that was kind of like who he was. There was a little bit of that you know, larger than life element to him and obviously got another chance to be a head coach at LaSalle left after the, after the first final four year. And obviously, you know, we don't need to dig into everything, but, but got caught up in some stuff that was, you know, probably not, the, not necessarily, uh, it wasn't anything that he did that was a, a terrible reflection of character, mm-hmm. just essentially a poor choice. And it, it didn't work out, but ended up at West Virginia for the tail end of his career uh, and you know that guy was a basketball lifer, and uh, you, you think about you think about the number of players that he had an influence on. Uh, really remarkable. And and as for the you know the Maryland element, you know it, it says something about uh, the the influence he had at Maryland that they they sent him a championship ring the year after he left. Yep. You know because he had such a huge part in in building the roster that ultimately snipped down the Nets in Atlanta that night.
0: There's no question. I, and a lot of, if you, you know, kind of peruse around Twitter today or maybe just search Billy Hahn's name, there have been a lot. There
8: are so many yep. stories.
0: Yep. So many stories. Yep, There are a lot of really wonderful stories that are being shared about him. As Sadly, uh, Billy Hahn passed away last week at the age of 69, but it, and a really important figure um, for young people, maybe to do a, big, a bit of a history lesson on a really important figure in um, Gary Williams' tenure and the rise of Maryland basketball, and a, and a really beloved guy among um, all of those players, and the, you know from the Taj Holdens, the, the guys that I have heard from this week that just would tell you so many great things about Billy Hahn. I would encourage you to just search his name this week and uh, take a couple of minutes to learn more about uh, Billy Hahn and what he meant to so many people within Maryland basketball. Uh, Patrick speaking since we're on Maryland basketball obviously some uh, big news in the last 24 hours Dante Scott is going to return for next season I, I don't know what to make of it I think that Dante Scott is probably a better player than we saw for much of this season I assume that they're happy to have Dante Scott back obviously they're going to need someone they're going to need him to be a bit more consistent next season and what I would imagine is still going to be a large role for him.
8: Yeah, and and obviously that uh, at the very least that's a, a consistent player potentially for them to to have next year at least a veteran player, but the consistency would be a little bit helpful there. Um, y- you get a known; uh, it's it's one less unknown to to plug into to a rotation. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be candid; I, I didn't necessarily see that one happening. Hmm. Uh, so uh, ultimately. I, I think for Maryland, like I said, it's it's one more it's one more known that you, that you have that you have in your into your rotation. But uh, uh, certainly interested to see exactly how they play it. Also, you know, it also makes you think that there might not be another major front court addition for mm-hmm. them this year, right? Because mm-hmm. if you if you have Dante Scott and you have Julian Reese. Is there room for yep. you know, another big guy, you know, a big guy, right? Right, like, like a seven footer or something.
0: Yeah, right. Like one of those big yeah. guys. So
8: yeah. so I I don't know I don't know if that happens. I I don't know if it would make a whole lot of sense for that to happen. Uh but time will tell on all that. There's still obviously another month or so of this silly season to to sort out here. Uh, to figure out what rosters are are realistically going to look like for for this coming
0: season. Speaking of the silly season, they did land a transfer Chance Stevens from Loyola Marymount. I can't pretend that I know anything about Chance Stevens other than he did shoot 37.4% from beyond the arc. That's not lethal necessarily, but for a team that was, I mean, absolutely woeful for the most part beyond the arc last season, they could definitely use one more reliable shooter, probably one more beyond that.
8: Well, let I, I want to give you two numbers here for uh, for Chance Stevens last year at Loyola Marymount, Okay, right. he attempted 131 three pointers and he attempted 14 two pointers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there is absolutely no doubt.
4: Yeah. What
8: this guy does.
4: Yeah.
8: Okay, there is there is there is absolutely no doubt. Yeah. About. The skill set that he's bringing to the table, and the thought almost certainly is going to be, and, and I know we've talked a little bit. I think we mentioned Loyola Marymount at one point or another. They were a weird team this year. Yeah, like they went out and they beat Gonzaga and they they beat St. Mary's. Uh, I believe they beat St. Mary's, um, but
0: Griffin and I think they, think they got BYU
8: too. You know, yeah. So okay, but and they beat Georgetown and they beat Wake, and and they also lost to UC Riverside. <laughs> and you know they lost in the league to Pacific, and they lost in the league, to, you know, to, to, to any number. You know it, they, they were a, they were a good but weird team. Uh, but he had some moments. He shot seven to ten from three against Wake Forest early in the season, and that was his best game of the year. Had twenty three points against them. And I'm sure the thought is, well, you know, this is obviously not somebody you're going to count on to play thirty minutes a game. I mean, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing that sort of no, those sorts of minutes. At Loyola Marymount, but if you bring him in off the bench and you have better players around him, uh, that's somebody that might get, the defense might lose once or twice, and suddenly you've got some instant offense that way. And, and I think that's how you sort of have to look at him as a guy that that might be that occasional. Well, you might have every three or four games he has a game where he makes three three pointers.
0: Okay, I think they can use that. I think that's something. That and, they, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think
8: I think as long as. I think as long as uh, as long as you're realistic in yes. your expectations, yep. and this is a guy that averaged 17 minutes a game and six points a game for a decent West Coast Conference, right, right. Um, you know that he 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 could, he could be useful in in the role that clearly is being set out for him there. Which is you know when you when you look at what he did at, at Loyola Marymount, like there just isn't a whole lot else. On that stat line that stands out, besides the three pointers, I mean that's uh, just that's just what the dude does.
0: Almost comes off like a poor man's version of Mike Jones to me. <laughs>
4: like I, yeah,
8: I, I was going, I was going to draw, uh, and, and it's not the same player, obviously. And he played at a higher level
4: yeah.
0: to
8: begin his career. But I was going, I was going to draw the Logan Aaron Holt compared okay, to right, a dozen right, or so yep, years yep, ago, yep, you know.
0: Okay, that fits. That fits. Patrick Stevens with us here on GCR. Uh, Patrick, I know you were at Navy Loyola. Before I get to that, obviously the big story was this kind of pseudo controversy at the end of the Ohio State Maryland game on Friday night. I, I I've watched it. I was watching after the the Loyola game ended. I I don't know. I I don't know what to make of it. If I'm being honest with you, I'd never seen it before. I I get that Nick Myers is hot about it. I also don't know that it really actually mattered in terms of the result of the game. I I, I don't. I don't know what to make of any of it.
8: First of all, I hadn't seen it before, but I was actually the next day. I was at Providence Georgetown. I was talking to Bobby Benson after the game, okay. and he mentioned that that, that Sean Nadalin did it to some to, to really? Hopkins when he was still at Hopkins. Really, and so and so it, it has happened before, uh, which I was completely unaware of. And I joked with both coaches at that game. You guys make sure everybody had the same color gloves, <laughs> right?
4: right.
8: Um, you know, I don't think it impacted the result of the game at all. I mean, to, what followed was Maryland committed a turnover, uh, after the, you know, the, the officials, perhaps I, I think reasonably kind of swallowed their whistle there, uh, on what was probably a penalty. Um, but I can't really blame them for swallowing their whistle in a situation like that. Uh, and then Ohio state goes down and doesn't get anything on the last possession, Maryland face off of overtime. Wins. So in, in some ways, no harm, no foul. Um, but I mean, let's face it. That to me, that there there was a lot that was sort of entertaining about the whole the whole sequence. I mean, I think watching watching it all the way through and and seeing the the split screen with John Tillman doing a post game interview and the yeah. handshake line going on on yeah. the other screen and Nick Myers getting to the end of it and clearly wanting to talk to John Tillman and looking around and basically saying "Where's Tillman?" Yep. I mean, that was that was sort of entertaining. Uh, you know, it was. Here's the thing, like, you know, after the last dozen or so years that John Hillman will look at every last little angle possible to find an advantage. He will not. It's just what he does. And there are things that you could argue that the sport might be better for. For example, and I I know you and I have talked about this. You and I have talked about this, about, you know, scheduling, you know, up and coming teams, you know, new programs. And that's just not what Maryland does because it'll hurt their RPI. It'll hurt their it'll hurt their potential seeding, and so you know there are things that you know I, I think in the sport that you, that you look at that, that he certainly has a well earned reputation for completely looking out for his team at all times for every last language. and I think also uh, you know Nick Myers is is one of the most intense coaches out there, so to have those two in this situation uh, just sort of added. To the combustibility of it all, just because you, you had those two personalities, um, you know, uh, you can sit there and say all you want. Well, I was just pointing something out to the officials, which is which is what John Tillman said. I didn't ask right. for anything, right?
0: That's exactly at the what end of said. the day.
8: It, 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 if, if you point it out, yeah. like you're basically saying, "Hey, look at this." Yeah. So, hey, uh, what, know, what, what's, what's, to, what's you, the
0: rule on that, guys? What's uh, you know, what's you that know,
8: all you about? Got, you you <laughs> kind of have to own that you that you you know you you pushed the snowball down the hill now yeah. you might not have expected it to turn into an avalanche but you definitely created created a little bit of that situation there so a lot of that situation there. Uh, all i know is i'd really like to see those two teams play in the big 10 sure. tournament that sure. at home yep. like that i i'm i am all there for that and by the way you know the underrated the one of the most underrated parts of that whole sequence was the incredibly petty and incredibly justified check that Nick Myers asked yeah, for immediately afterwards. after <laughs> at, <laughs> immediately after the violation right. I mean I'm sorry not necessarily I'm not necessarily advocating like a whole lot of sniping and nastiness or anything yeah. but a little bit of that kind of pettiness I, I-, I-, I can live with that oh that, I- that-, that spices things up a little
0: I'm, I'm I think they were about two steps away from doing the you can't see me um hand motion <laughs> of it. like it was getting to that level of petty in those moments it was wild um uh, you know, going back to the Navy Loyola thing, obviously a disappointing loss for Loyola, and their their hopes of trying to host the Patriot League tournament look to be about nil at this point. But I, I guess we really do have to pay attention to what it is that Navy's done over the course of the last couple of weeks.
8: Well, they're playing much better defense. We'll start there, and, and I, I think first off for the for the game that they put together on Friday, you look at Pat Ryan, twenty three saves, that's the most for any Navy goalie since Mickey Jarboe, I think, had twenty five against North Carolina in nineteen ninety nine. So if you're a Navy goalie and you're getting your name mentioned in the same sentence as Mickey Jarbo, mm-hmm. y- you're you're doing something really really well because because that's that is uh, one of the all-time legends there. So I, I think the defense is playing better. I, I think offensively it's weird. You know they've had guys in and out of the lineup. You know they're still without Xavier Arline and Dane Swanson and Pat Skowniak. uh they, they did enough on offense, but they're they're not wasting nearly as many opportunities as they were earlier in the season. But the big difference I think is, is on defense, where they just, just simply kind of found themselves in a lot of ways. And, you know, Joe Amplo put it really well where he said, you know, we're not a team that that, that, is, that does lacrosse very easy. Like it's mm-hmm. not an easy team to sort of, you know, manufacture everything. And when you think about a typical Navy team They're a team that relies on their defense and then sort of does enough at the offensive end. Sometimes they've got a a splendid talent or two that gives them a little more upside. Uh, But 11-10, 10-9, that's kind of the Navy formula. And, you know, they found it here over the last couple weeks against Loyola and Boston University, and they've gone from a season that was looking like it was going to be a colossal disappointment uh, to a season where, you know, there's a lot still in front of them. They yep. still have their game against Army, which you know they, they are always competitive in uh, during the regular season. Uh, and they've, they've got a couple other regular season games left. I mean, they're looking like a team that, that's going to be in the conference tournament, might host a first-round game, and is going to have a chance uh, to play for an automatic bid in all likelihood next month. So that's good work by the midshipmen to, to sort of salvage what uh, was looking really, really bleak, especially after that game where they were down five starters and lost seventeen to six up at Villanova last
0: month. No question, and and for Loyola, a very critical game. Obviously at BU now on Saturday. If there's, I, 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 is there still a path for Loyola to be an automatic qualifier at this point if they win that game, or is that out the window at this point? Do
8: you do you mean a, you mean a sorry, yeah, tournament? at
0: large. That's what I meant. And at large, is is there still a path for them? Oh, to Oh, and in at large, large. Yeah. okay.
8: Yeah, I think there, I think there still is. But I, I think they're just about down to the point where if it looks anything other than you win out in the regular season, I think the Georgetown game is sort of a last uh, straw to kinda of help out there a little bit. Uh but they what, they finish with what is it, at B U, Georgetown, at Colgate, Lehigh at Lehigh is yeah, it? Is that's that what a, it is? Yep, or home yep. against Lehigh? Yeah. It's something. It's something along uh, those hang lines. Hang on, I'll tell so, you two, like, it's, want, it, it's
0: at Lehigh, and yes, correct. At BU, at Georgetown, okay, so, Colgate, at Lehigh. Yes.
8: Okay, so you know you get if you can get yourself to ten and four, and you have victories over Georgetown and Maryland and Hopkins, that's probably going to help you. But, but that was, you know, on the the downside, you know, Navy sitting there with an RPI in the forties in a yeah. sport that has seventy five teams. That is. That's a worse loss on the than any any other at large contender has. Yep. So, you're you're gonna have to do some more work here. And, and frankly, if you do lose again, it better be to somebody like an Army that isn't gonna hurt you as much. Uh, I, I think if you're tacking on like a Colgate or or even even a Lehigh who's outside the top twenty at the moment, maybe they get themselves back in. Certainly possible. Uh, that is not going to be a good thing. And, and frankly, let's face it, I mean, Loyola has not been as good a team for the last month or so nope. as it was the first two weeks of the season. And, frankly, it hasn't been close.
0: No question. No question about it. Uh, all right, Patrick Stevens, it's time for our game. The, uh, the game is, can Patrick Stevens name the MLB teams that this particular player has played for? Uh, First up, a a former reliever, a man who was a three-time All-Star. He was three times a league leader in saves, and uh, they called him Papa Grande. Four teams for Jose Valverde.
8: Jose Valverde was definitely with Arizona. He
0: most certainly was. Right? Yep, of course.
8: And he was was a Detroit Tiger.
0: That one was the one I remember most significantly of the group. I, yeah, There was another two-year stint that, admittedly, I had forgotten about, and I honestly had no recollection of the final team that he played for. <laughs>
8: yeah. uh, Jose Valverde's other two stops. That's a that is a good one. Um, I'm trying to think here where else he floated around. So we're talking about the last year was like so 2013 or 14.
0: So, so. So he was in Arizona, 03 to 07. Then he was with someone for both 08 and 09. Detroit from 10 to 13 and then finished in 14 with another team.
8: Well, I'm vaguely thinking that he might have been in Atlanta. Not
0: Atlanta, no.
8: Not Atlanta? No. And was Pittsburgh the tail end no, team? No, it
0: was the Mets at the tail end. No. Yeah. It was the, oh, did you okay, know d- Okay, no, 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 no. I definitely don't remember the, that. I didn't know it was the the Mets at the tail end. The Houston Astros in 08 and 09. Okay. The other stop for Jose Valverde. Uh, I'll give you uh, a, a current player who's added his fourth team team this season. I have no idea how this guy's only an All Star once in his career because I've been in love with this guy. There was a time I was banging on the table to try to get him to Baltimore. Was a World Series champion, a five-time Gold Glove Award winner, four teams for Jason Hayward.
8: Jason Hayward, Atlanta. Yes. Chicago. Of course. Um. He was in St. Louis for a minute, for a season right? season
0: between those two, yep. And then this season?
8: I don't know where he is this season. It's so funny. I so. didn't know either. He's a, d- yeah, he's a Los Angeles Dodger. That's the one. Yeah. Correct. Yep. And isn't by the way, up, isn't it? We
0: could have we let Patrick guess. That's actually his go-to guess. So he <laughs> he might have come up with it if we just let him guess at that point. Yes, he is indeed a Dodger. That is the spot. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to see uh, Bill Tierney this week in his final trip to the area? I
8: am I am going to see Bill Tierney uh, and uh, Towson. And then the Saturday game, I'm going to go catch North Carolina and Syracuse over at Good Counsel High School. That's, right. That's um, right. For a neutral site game. So the, the the Orange just coming off a victory over Princeton. And uh, North Carolina kind of playing to, to cure a better spot, at least in the, in the tournament. Uh, probably probably a must win for both of those teams to be quite candid at this point. So we will be interesting to catch up with with two teams I don't get to see too much around here.
0: Remind me to tell you the story of why I'm not working that game on Saturday. Remind me at some Hmm. point today that there is a story I'm going to tell you that involves someone. Just remind me. That's on the list of things that I should do. uh, All right. Yep, at Discourse, D1SCourse on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, the Washington Post, USA Lacrosse Magazine. Patrick Stevens, always appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk again next Tuesday, all right?
8: Thanks so much, Glenn. You have a good one.
0: Patrick Stevens with us every Tuesday here on GCR. Our number one of today's show in the books was also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. When we come back in, Kadri Ismail, his thoughts on where the Ravens' offense is now. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio.
6: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age, and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always
0: Harford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Harford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day qualifying teams will be announced.
5: What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7500 in rebates? AJ Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com.
7: If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com/pressbox online and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon and Grinder. Wait did I say Grinder? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. All
0: right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the program. If you missed it, stand the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up last night with author Lee Lowenfish. Talk about his new book about um, kind of the death of scouting in baseball. Of traditional scouts in baseball. It's an interesting conversation. You can find it right now, Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports, YouTube.com slash Pressbox Online, or Pressboxonline.com slash video. Joining us now, our friend Kadrius miles Super Bowl champion, the missile himself. You see him on WJZ thirteen. What's going on, brother? How are you, my friends?
9: <laughs> yeah i am doing well i oh. see you got the the coup of all coups by having uh ken francis on <laughs>
0: yeah, we had we put ken francis on you know what was really funny dude somebody messaged me last night within the reporting world someone i think you know messaged me last night and said I, you i know you were kind of laughing about ken francis but you realize that's probably the first time all offseason that anyone associated with lamar jackson has been on the record I was like, God, that might be true, man. Like, that might really be where we are.
9: Um, I yeah. am telling you right now because he just holds everything close to the vest. And, yeah, for one of his, you know, quote-unquote, you know, confidants or people close to him or his business partners, however, you know, you, you want to look at it, hey, he gave some information. Something,
0: so, Yep. He was. Yeah. He was yeah. really good at pitching. What do you think about the entire gym, Kadri? You think that could be incorporated into missile training? Uh, yeah, no.
4: Okay.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I get the concept, uh, and I think you know, I mean, there are some products that are out there that you can utilize mobilely, and I think it's a good co- uh, concept for sure. I think if you're a traditional mover then you're going to want the entire gym. Uh, And, and, you know, if you're in great weather and you're going down to Ocean City or something like that or whatever, maybe you're at a tailgate and you're like, oh, man, I got to get my Lamar Jackson jersey on. I got some good vibes happening. I think this is going to be great. And then all of a sudden, bam, entire gym. So you have the whole people out there that's tailgating do the entire gym workout (laughs) with you before you head into the stadium Maybe that could be something. You'll be you'll be living large. Oh, oh, it's what it is.
0: All right. Um, where are you on the spectrum between um, some people want to say that the addition of Odell Beckham makes the Ravens one of the most dynamic and explosive offenses on paper, putting him on the field with Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews and we presume Lamar Jackson uh, versus the people that say, yeah, Odell Beckham hasn't had a 600-yard season since 2019 appeared to be on the decline even before he got hurt is now coming off another significant injury we shouldn't have particular expectations for odell beckham where are you between those two thought processes
9: i mean those are some really uh interesting points they make sense as far as you know just the logic of it all but i think in terms of uh, what this is when it looks as though Todd Munkin, from a f- pure football standpoint, Todd Munkin being a coordinator, knowing how to put Lamar and uh, not Lamar, but rather o- Odell, in a great position to succeed. Uh, mentally, he doesn't have to necessarily wear himself to figure out the offense and the continuity. Um, I-, I think it was a a shrewd decision an interesting one from Steve Rashadi's standpoint with the price point. But, uh, Hey, you know what? Desperate times calls for desperate measures. And and I think this is uh, a sign that, you know, they feel we want to get something done and whether or not he's Anquan Bolden or Michael Crabtree remains to be seen.
0: I I am kind of in the similar boat as you, man, where I like, it's a risk, but it was to me, a risk worth taking. Like, Even a marginalized version of Odell Beckham is probably helpful, given what you've been lining up at the position the last couple of years. So even if he's you know a a a tenth-year version of what you know Odell Beckham was to begin his career, I still think that can be helpful. I think it can be obviously. There's the Lamar Jackson relationship that appears to be a factor in all of this, and I don't know. He did look pretty good in the playoffs for the Rams, for as as bad as it was in Cleveland those last two seasons he was looking a little Odell Beckham-like again in that postseason before he got hurt in the Super Bowl.
9: Well, I mean, I I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with your chemistry, with your quarterback. A lot of that has to do with the understanding and swagger of the team. I mean, it's the Cleveland Browns. You know, Baker Mayfield's not even there anymore. So, you know, there's a lot that went on with that. I saw the videos and the highlight that uh, his dad put up on his uh, Instagram and – I didn't see anything that, from a fo- football standpoint, like maybe the optics of it or whether or not you should have done it or not done it, I mean, I you know, that's, that's whatever. Obviously, you know, Papa Bear protecting his son. But when it came to the football element of it all, you could see that there was a lot of disjointed, not being on the same page kind of flow to Odell and Baker. The groove that Odell got in uh, with, with, with the, the Rams, like, that to me says they loved him and he loved them. And you know what, Uh, we going to make this thing work. And he was trending towards becoming a potential Super Bowl MVP. Like he was that effective, like he was balling. So (laughs) the grandest stage, he, he stood, he stood up. He wasn't, he didn't look washed up to me. He didn't look like, you know, some second rate guy to me. He was trending towards, you know, being successful. Now, the art of moving. And, and obviously I've been on your show many, many a time. Obviously I have my missile training and all the things, and I know what running looks like. I know why non-contact injuries happen. Um, I know why the F minus happens Mm -hmm. and all of that. So with all that said, you know, if he can avoid a breakdown for himself, uh, yeah, I think he he puts himself in a really good position.
0: Kadri, one of the inter- Kadri Ismail is with us here on GCR. One of the interesting things to me is that when the Ravens tapped Todd Munkin to be their offensive coordinator, I kept asking everyone that knew Todd Munkin, "Hey, what is a Todd Munkin offense?" And the answer I got back was, "It's whatever your talent suggests it should be." That that's his value is that he can be malleable that he can mold an offense he doesn't just ha- it's not a Greg Roman situation where this is what I do go do it it's i'm going to make an offense based on what it is that i think the team has with that in mind does the addition of Odell Beckham suggest to you that the ravens are definitively planning on getting away from the dominant the overwhelming ground game and and maybe open things up a little bit more this season that that helps assuade Lamar Jackson to come play on the tag and show up and say hey look you're going to have the opportunity to put up some bigger numbers in this offense this season and then we can revisit this at the end of the year and maybe we can start looking at giving you the money that you want
9: yeah no question about it I mean that was one of the things that I was saying you know last year when people were clamoring hey Odell is is you know, a receiver we need to get. And I was like, no, it would not be a good fit. Not at all. I don't think he would, you know, thrive here. And I think more than anything, because he's a megawatt star, I think it would cause more, uh, harm in the chemistry of things than good. Well, that was in large part because of the offense of what Greg Roman presented. People slay me when they try to interpret, especially on Twitter, when they try to interpret my comments and try to make it be all about, you know, hating on Lamar. That has absolutely nothing to do with it. Like, been a fan from day one of his game and, and recognize his talents. And the fact that he, you know, did some historic things within a a, a run-dominant offense just speaks to his genius. Mm-hmm. But I think also it speaks to his genius that he's going to be able to uh, flourish in Todd Munkin's style of offense where – Todd thinks differently than, than than Greg, that he's going to um, you know, be able to have a, a receiver the likes of Odell Beckham who can make some amazing contested catches, uh, who can, you know, you can sling it to him and know that he's gonna be reliable. I think that it it you know, a high tie raises all shifts. I think it's gonna help out uh J. K. Dobbins and company. I think, you know, Gus Edwards is is gonna be back and feeling even better. I think you know, the, the tight end group, you know, shoot, I think it's going to even help them out. I mean, yep. It's, it's, yep. It's, it's, it's a trickle-up effect, not a trickle-down. I think it, it helps out the guys that are already there. It, it puts them in positions um, to be successful. So when I look at this picture, it's a different picture than what it was when it was just Greg Roman.
0: And obviously relevant that the last really good Odell Beckham season came in a Todd Munkin offense in Cleveland and with what we think is inferior quarterback play at the time than what you would expect out of Lamar Jackson. Um, Kaji, all that being said, my point yesterday was I'm going to give a thumbs up on Odell Beckham even with the amount of risk involved and the money that you gave him and all of that. I'll give it a thumbs up. But I'm not on board with them walking in and saying, well, now we've done Odell Beckham, so we don't need to worry about drafting a receiver. Um, I, I am still very much, whether it's a 22 or they trade back to try to get some more picks, which we all know the Ravens are going to look to do in this draft. Um, I, I am still <laughs> thinking receiver early in the course of this draft because it's not a sure thing. That Odell Beckham is going to work out and is going to be the same guy to me. Like, I I can't mean, I can't have this mean we're good at receiver now. We don't have to worry about it in the NFL draft.
9: Absolutely. And, And I think this is what have you done for me lately kind of a mindset of a general manager. You can't think just in the moment, you have to think long term also. There has to be that next guy that is going to be drafted, that is going to be developed. Uh, you, you have to continue to take shots. Obviously, you know, from the Tylon Wallaces to the Miles Boykins to the, you know, Hollywood Browns, uh, you know, all those guys that have come through that, you know, you look on tape and you see it's like, whoa, those guys, oh, they did this. Oh, okay, they did nothing, and in, 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 okay. I mean, to an extent, yes. Hollywood Brown certainly had put up some numbers and, and, and really, you know, he, shoot, he made some contested catches too, and he had some deep balls. But I, I think his game, again, wasn't fit for what Greg Roman was all about. I think his game would be killing it if it was a scenario of him and Tom Munkins. Um, as a matter of fact, I mean, even the Miami game going back to um, the MVP year where you just saw Hollywood jump out and just, you know, we thought, that yeah, Greg was going to be more creative and he just kind of just stayed stuck in his ways. Um, and that's not, I mean, that's just the reality. That's not, you know, yep. any good, bad, indifferent. It's just what it is. And, yep. you know, if you're a fan and you want to make it more of it, go ahead. That's on you. Don't make it up on me because I don't really give a f. F. <laughs> but when it comes to it, no, 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 I do get a little sensitive when it comes uh, to... No, I've never the, seen uh, that from you. I've the, the never the seen it. Yeah, never of, seen you. stupidity. yeah. So unlike you,
0: I've never seen you explode on people on Twitter at all, Kadri. Never seen the real, the real Kadri come out in a situation.
9: No, no, no. Stupidity bugs the heck out of me. You know, it's like, look, you could you be a fanboy all you want, and you can, you know, uh, <laughs> as they say, you know, lick their dudes' bootstraps. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. You know, I, I, I appreciate all that, but uh, don't project your your stuff onto me you know, if you want to have an intelligent back and forth, let's have an intelligent back and forth. If you feel like you have a strong opinion on what is going to happen, say it. But don't start doing all that projecting corniness. Like you, oh, I got Kadri because I retweeted his tweet that don't even make sense. Oh, well, look at me, just be. You know, I am. I am coming on your show. When I need to do therapy, yeah, and let it all out. That's what we're gonna do. We, we <laughs> are going to have couch session, Lamar, Jackson saga, Kadrius smile on the couch style. So, Kadri, tell us what did you really think about Todd Munkin? Well, you know what? I think that dude is gonna help bring back life into uh, Devin Duvernay, and 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 also you are going to look at you know, a young receiver being able to come into this moment, recognize that, yeah, I am a rookie. It's going to be challenging, um, but I can look at the way these guys are working. I can look at the way Odell is working, and if I have that inner dog in me, if I'm an alpha myself, the Ravens drafted me for the long term. I need to show up now in key moments, for sure, to gain the trust and confidence of Lamar Jackson. Therefore, that means he signed but I need to gain the confidence of a Lamar Jackson and go ahead and, and continue to grow my game. You know, that's, that's how it is. You know, for, I, I'll go way back to when I was with the Colts, Reggie Wayne was in his second year and Reggie was still, you know, grooming and going. Whereas he had a, an established guy in, in Marvin Harrison, Well, eventually Marvin retired. And here goes, Reggie Wayne into who he was, and then there were other guys that were behind Reggie Wayne, the t y Hiltons of the world so it's it, that's just how it is, so yeah, absolutely, you know, um drafting a receiver doesn't look bad, I think you know for the ravens they they need to do their absolute due diligence when it comes to receiver and yeah. and making sure that they know that they know and And not feel like they've struck out yet again.
0: I, I know I've told you this before, but whenever you bring up the, your time with the Colts, I, I get an ugly taste in my mouth again, Kadri, because I, <laughs> I remember you guys beating the Ravens that season. and and you you were into it on the sideline. Like you were feeling yourself in the moment, and it's still because I like you so much. It drives me nuts that I haven't been able to get that image out of my head over the years.
9: Um, you, well, my guy, I yeah. have not met Gary, but I haven't seen Gary Baxter in a minute. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm going to definitely give him some dap, give him some love. Like, yo, bro, great job passing the theory on me. Go ahead.
0: Gary's such a good dude, too, by the way. He's such a good <laughs> dude, man. Yeah, he is. Um, before I let you go, and, and, and you bring up Lamar. I still think $32 million won't get him to show up. Like, I still think you have to uh, up that number a little bit somehow, some way for just this year but with this would you be comfortable if you're Lamar Jackson and again you want a certain number saying with Odell Beckham in the fold with Todd Munkin leading the way I believe I can have the type of season that's going to make it unquestionable that I should get whatever it is they that I want after this year is over and because I feel like there are a lot of people that are still saying hey look you might still have Lamar Jackson on the tag but is he going to be happy to be there is he going to be willing to you know, go go do all the things that he needs to do, or is he just going to be kind of going through the motions and frustrated? Do you think this is enough that he should be in a place where he's comfortable playing on the tag this year and believing that he's going to have a monster season?
9: I think if it is a case where they can get creative, because I did hear, you know, you you hearing all kind of pundits talk about different things, and one of the things that made sense to me um the one gentleman was saying look you could do it where you have lamar jackson 32 million you sign that and give him a bonus uh however per game bonus of like some crazy amount and then it would you know more than bump up his number um clearly in my mind that's motivation and betting on yourself and thinking outside the box and, you know, however, whatever that number would be, you know? So there is, there is that creativity that can happen. Um, it, it just, it's just a matter of if it will happen when it comes to the the art of the negotiation between really it comes down to Steve Bishotti. I mean, let's just be real. Eric is just the mouthpiece, but you know, Steve is the one that's going to really be pulling the trigger.
0: And there's no doubt about that. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, missile training. Remind everybody.
9: Well, missile is the easiest way to go ahead and check out what I do. But then at the same time, uh, yeah, if you want to interact on Twitter, I am Cadris smile. You can go ahead, check me out. And uh, on Instagram, Cadris smile, 87. So yeah, multiple ways to whether you DM, whether you uh, go to my site and, Email doesn't matter. I am available for conversation no and helping you be the best you you can be, regardless of age.
0: Uh, love you, brother. Always appreciate you, man. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for hopping on this morning. I appreciate you.
9: Thank you for the therapy. <laughs> my guy,
0: Kadri my Super Bowl champion. Uh, and what, where was he on our list yesterday? Was he the third most uh, yards in his first season as a Baltimore? Second? And it, it should have been number one because we had uh, Michael Jackson at the top of the list and Michael Jackson shouldn't have counted because he was just coming f- with the franchise. He wasn't really a new player. Yeah, so people, technically number one people, is what he should s- People sleep constantly. He I,
1: was he was always my favorite story on Hard Knocks. I, I oh, he, that was a good they, one. I liked how they yeah. covered him on Hard Knocks.
0: I, I just, people sleep yeah. because he was a TV personality, because he stayed around here and everybody knows him. People sleep on how good Kadri was. Like, people just... They just, you know, remember that it was all defense, no offense at that time for the Baltimore Ravens. It's utterly forgotten what a critical piece he was to the Ravens winning that Super Bowl. Hey, expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels heating, A.C. plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. A.C. season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts are available. More at AJMichaels.com. Uh, Orioles won last night. We haven't really had a chance to talk about it. Not that there's a ton to talk about from the game itself. Wow, we have right, to talk about the prop. Well, yeah. That we have to discuss, which, again, I want to make it very clear, it's a homer hose.
3: That's what it is. Be cool. It's, it's a homer hose. It looks a lot like uh, a, a, a beer bowl. Don't oh. ruin this
1: for everyone. Because it's the Orioles? Homer hose. I'm a fan.
0: We'll talk about uh, thanks, that. Thanks, Charles. That's great. <laughs> and speaking of ruining the fun, speaking of ruining the fun, the Orioles are screwing up. They're they're screwing up tonight. We'll talk about that next. It's Glenn Clark Radio baseball season is finally here and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from birdland sports as a small business run by o's fans birdland sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise including unique designs like birds are coming tees player cartoon shirts and championship prediction designs and the best part their prices are more affordable than the big guys get high quality gear without breaking the bank so whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home show your love for the birds with birdland sports Visit BirdlandSports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's!
5: Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today.
7: Another Oriole season is in the books, and the bat around was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall Prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Michael Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com/slash PressBox Online and facebook.com/slash PressBox Sports, or listen live at pressboxonline.com/slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the. The bat around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports.
6: Stan the Fan here welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to Order your food 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday
7: with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn,
0: um, what's wrong with you? Hey, did we uh, pick a winner from yesterday? We need to do that and uh, get him yeah, uh, work have. on that today. We need a winner from uh, that, and send him that uh, Glory Days gift card if you don't mind. Got it. Everybody that uh, gave us their uh, own personal Lamar meter readings, except it cannot be your your, your your friend. Um, Which PFF? one? PFF. That uh, conversation for a different day, <laughs> my dude. Conversation for a different day. Weird, weird bit. You know, it's not a weird bit betting on baseball, which you can do on your phone for the first time ever in the state of Maryland this season. So why wouldn't you take some, like, you know, free money and free bonuses and incentives in order to do it? Baseball season is here, and for the first time in history, you can bet from your phone in Maryland. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers for the best sportsbook offers and incentives so you can start winning today. Get five second-chance bets at PointsBet, when you deposit and bet your first fifty dollars, that's PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. That's the only way for you to be able to claim this particular incentive. Now, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. This is like a professional wrestling bit. Are you Are you familiar with the term kayfabe? Do you know what that means? You ever heard of kayfabe before, either one of you? I I, I do not. So you're not professional wrestling guys. No. Kayfabe is. When you're presenting yourself as a character, when you're presenting yourself as The Rock instead of Dwayne Johnson, Hulk Hogan rather than yeah Terry Bollea, yeah. right? Which and which one of them had the the, the there was there was a oh. bit about which one of them had the giant penis when they were in court. I guess, I guess Hulk Hogan this did, actually right? came up in court yeah. where like in court they had to say, "Well, Hulk Hogan has a." Terry Balea doesn't. Like, this actually was a thing that happened. This was,
3: like, a huge case in my like journalism yeah. law class.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, look, Hulk oh, Hogan's a piece of crap, but, like, he definitely got screwed. Like, there's... The, the, it's a real shame that... Because De- you forget all the good that came along with Deadspin. Like, the, the original Deadspin had a lot of good. It also had this, like, there are no rules, this is the internet thought process that led to them hosting the Aaron Andrews video which was a I mean my god no one should ever be allowed to work again after making that decision like legitimately probably should be in jail for sharing that video Hawk Hogan as much of a piece of crap as he is did not sign up for having his sex tape shared out on the like these things are violations that's the way that it works so it's a shame because there was a lot of good from the old Deadspin but unfortunately they didn't understand like hey there are rules like human, no more humanity still has to exist in this process. All that being said, kayfabe is what's presented when you are the wrestler and not the person. So if I do, and I used to do interviews with pro wrestlers all the time, right? Like sometimes they will walk in and out of kayfabe during the course of an interview, right? Like you'll be interviewing John Cena, but you can't figure out if you're interviewing the man, John Cena because his name is the same. It's not like Hulk Hogan was a different name. John Cena is just John Cena. Am I interviewing you or am I interviewing your, the pro wrestler John Cena? It can be difficult sometimes. I'm going to step out of kayfabe for a second. But then I'm going to go back into kayfabe afterwards.
3: Wait, you've been doing kayfabe?
0: Only related to the Homer hose. <laughs> I'm going to do shtick about the Homer hose moving forward. You will not get me to call it the dong bong, and here's the reason: the funnel. Because I understand why it is that Kyle Gibson answered the question the way that he did last night. I made a joke. A <laughs> friend, uh, Luke Jones, who works for a radio station that doesn't exist anymore, um, Luke tweeted out <laughs> Kyle Gibson's quote.
3: It's a very good quote.
0: It's a great it's- quote. <laughs> It's a perfect quote because he's in kayfabe, and that's what I appreciate about it. It becomes an outstanding quote. If you missed it, Kyle Gibson, after the game last night, said, we want to make sure that it's rebranded a little bit. It's a homer hose, not a dong bong. It's a homer hose. Just like as a kid, you go out back, you take a drink from the water hose after you play outside playing wiffle ball. Um, It was pointed out that... uh, they're just big supporters of hydration, the Baltimore Orioles. Now, that kayfabe, I appreciate because they, and I did, I joked, I retweeted and said, Hi, Pulitzer Pri- at Pulitzer Prizes, I'd like you to bring your attention to the very important work my friend Luke is doing. It's very important work. He's getting to the bottom of this. But my point is that I get what they're, they don't want this taken away from them. And the Orioles as a franchise have to make a decision because there are a ton of, and it was all over social media last night. There are a ton of a certain type of people who are like, I don't really want my kids seeing that. I don't really want my kids going back and asking me, hey, what are the Orioles doing and learning about beer bonging because of it? I don't really want that. I can't believe I ever used to bong a beer. I would bong like two at a time.
3: Damn. How did yeah, I live? Glenn. Yeah,
0: Glenn. <laughs> the, all the dumb stuff where you like rub your nose and you like spin it around like that. Like, somehow that's a thing, (laughs) but you convince yourself it's scientific. Like, if I get the oil off my nose, it'll...
1: I mean, there's a lot of things, like, when it comes to beer and that age where it's like... I assume when you get older, it's just like, why did I stick my keys through the can? Yeah, there's a a lot... It made a
3: lot of sense. A lot of stupid involved. Bigger hole. So, I
1: get...
0: Even if if we're not just trying to point them out as all being a-holes, I can understand... Why a parent, I'm not quite as concerned about it with an eight year old, right? Like I'm not really there yet, but a 12 year old, someone who's right on that cusp, I could understand as a parent, why it is that you'd say, I don't really want my kid to be seeing his favorite, you know, his role models be bonging beers in the dugout during a game. Like, and I get that's not actually what they're doing, but you understand the point. I can get it i still would say hey man like you know you can do the parenting you can step in and say this is something that adults do there are plenty of other things that are on tv or you know streaming services that you know probably aren't great examples for your kids and you have to do some parenting sometimes you have to step in and say that do the thing that i've screwed up and didn't do when my kids said hey siri show me pictures of uh, cute skinny girls and their bras and underwear like, I needed to do some parenting, and I was just laughing instead and forgot, like, oh, crap, I got a parent here. Like, we, gotta, we all got to do some parenting from time to time. So that would be my response. But I get it. I get that the Orioles would probably say to their players, get ahead of this. Do me a favor. We're never referring to it as a bong. We're not referring to it as the dong bong. Now, they know that people on Twitter are going to do that. They understand it. And it's fun. I get it. I like it. I'm on board with it. But in a way, we all kind of have to be willing to go in kayfabe on this one. Because if we're not, then at some point, someone within the organization might be required to say, dude, we got to stop this. We, I, I get it. I know it's not. I know you don't mean any harm by it. I know you're having fun and we like your camaraderie and we like that you guys are celebrating But, like, you know, we are a major professional franchise. We are a billion dollar industry. And we don't want to be the industry that's promoting bonging beers to children. That's not something we want to do. I think it's already going to be difficult for the Orioles in considering, like, last year it was easy to go sell home run chains, right? Are they going to sell? They better. I think that's a tough call for them. I really do. I think it's a difficult decision for them to make, which is why I'm begging all of us to be in on the kayfabe of it. We all know, I I say this all the time, just be in on the joke. It's so much cooler that way. It's so much more fun when you're in on the joke. When everybody else is like, dude, why won't you call it a dong bong? What are you talking about, dong bong? It's a hot... We know what it is. We... It's a hydration hose. That's what it is. What are you talking about? When you're in on the joke, it's so much more fun. So I know this all sounds really silly, but I'm saying if you like it, stop saying dong bong on the internet. Stop it. Because that's a great way to lose it. I'm I'm doing jokes on the internet about mom and dad. Dude, my mom and dad might be seeing this, right? But we remember that. You had to hide your bong at home. We remember being you guys were only that age a couple of years ago. Of course, Charles would never; he's a high-level athlete. Uh, well, Griffin mm-hmm. was a national champion, but he's retired. Peak performance. He's retired from. Only that, thing on so. my mind. Yeah. Actually, and when you competed in dodgeball, did they require you to bong beers
4: beforehand? That him? was yeah. That was actually. It was exactly how it worked. Like, that was how the competition I
0: mean. started. Was mm-hmm. everybody comes out to the center of the court, bongs their beer, and then they get going? Um, but like I, I, I'm, I'm threading very silly with ser- this is i've gotten a lot of compliments about the lamara meter bit and i've said for anybody that would listen and my friends the, the junkies down in dc have really put it over and i appreciate them because they are effing legends but they taught me about how a good radio bit works take something very silly and make it very serious that's how the bit works the bit falls apart when everybody just laughs about it like ah that's dumb you know like ha 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 ha, fat albert you know like that type of thing and the bit works when you commit to it do we actually have anything that can prove there's a 95 percent chance that lamar jackson is going to be the ravens week one starting quarterback yes no you every morning yes (laughs) do it that's the bit we're in on it Right? And we're asking you guys to be in on it. And you guys have, I've appreciated the fact that you've had as much fun with it as we've had with it. And we're going to keep doing with it. And as I said earlier, I got some ideas. But the point is with the hydration hose, you need to be in on that too if you're an Orioles fan. You need to understand why it is that the Orioles are doing kayfabe with this. Because they know that the more the words dong-bong are out there, the more likely it is for someone upstairs to walk down and say, guys, we can't. We can't. Love ya. Know you don't mean any harm. Know it's fun. But we're getting in trouble. But the more the rest of us are willing to put it over as a hydration hose, the more they can sell their silly kayfabe response and the more they can create a world in which that's what this is wink wink nudge nudge that's what we're doing here nobody's talking about bongs this isn't about the more we're willing to be in on it so i don't want to have to write a thousand word think piece about this because my god what a silly topic to write a thousand words about but i'm telling you as someone who likes being in on good bits be in on this bit or it's gonna disappear these are difficult decisions for for corporations to make man like it's easy to say well just go with it who cares what people's opinions are they do they have to you know why it is the corporations put out you know word salad responses to things that mean nothing but also ironic that I'm watching Succession, and they, they do this all the time. Like, put out a statement that doesn't say anything. In pro wrestling last week, when the WWE was sold to the UFC, they had Triple H go out on television twice last week and say nothing. Announce that he's making a, a big statement from Triple H to start SmackDown this week. Hey, guys! changes in the air, but that's exciting. Everything's exciting. Yay, us! says nothing. But it's their way of saying, well, we addressed it. We addressed the the change in ownership. We sent Triple H out there. He addressed it. He most certainly didn't. In no way did he. But they would argue that he did. Corporations have to do those types of things because they have to play to the whims of, in some cases, the idiots, in some cases, the well-meaning. The Orioles don't, Want to have to take away everybody's fun. But if you're not willing to play along with it, if you're not willing to be in on the bit, it leads it to being more likely that they're going to have to take away everybody's fun. Do do you guys get that? Do you guys understand? Yes. Yes. No,
1: like, they can't say it. They can't publicly say it. But, like, I know they want to say, this is a young team. This is what young people do. This is how we're going to attract young viewers. Right. But you
0: you can't – that's not the only people that are watching baseball. Yeah,
1: that's why they can't say You
0: have to appreciate – so here's the thing. You get to have the dong bong. Like, you can do that as long as you can kind of be cool about it. And I mean that. Be cool about it. When you're hanging out with your friends, laugh about the dong bong. When you talk about it on Twitter, be in on the joke. Be in on it. It's a hydration host. What are you guys talking about?
1: The only thing this made me think of is, like, how much bigger of a fuss would this be? and, like, the optics of it if it were in another league with another team. What like you mean? NBA, NFL. Uh, yeah, um, oh,
3: I don't think the NBA would ever allow. I it, don't, I say, don't think say, we, say
1: someone scores a touchdown well, the on NFL, the sideline. Yeah, the NFL doesn't allow props. Got their so hydration de- pose. You're not allowed, pose, you're yeah. not you're not like allowed on to the
3: sidelines. They go on the sideline? No, you're doing?
0: never allowed mm-hmm. to have props. In the
3: end. Oh, you, you're you saying, like, well after the play? Yeah. As a,
0: like, he goes point, back to the sideline as an extra point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you could do it, but it's not. it doesn't have the same meaning. Like, turnover chain kind of feel. Right, I know what you're saying. It wouldn't have the same... Like, oomph is doing it right after you score. But, you know, could you do it? Maybe. I think that they would. I think those, and it's totally possible that Major League Baseball will be the one that steps in and says.
3: Yeah. it Now, hearing you talk about it now, it feels inevitable that this is not going to survive.
0: But the only chance it has (laughs) of surviving is if we eliminate the words dong bong from our vocabulary. And I mean that. Like, that's the only chance that you have of keeping this thing around. Is if you can help them put over hydration hose. If you, we all, we get it, we know what it is, we all understand. Be cool, be in on it, know what it is. Help them out by saying hydration hose on Twitter. I, I'm I'm not trying to be your dad. <laughs> This is one of those things that, like, we'll let you have your fun if you can do it in the way that we're asking you to do it. It's that thing where, like, the cool teacher tries to come to you and say, hey, I get that you guys like doing this. And I know that when I pitch my idea, you're going to say, oh, if it can't be the thing that we were doing originally, then we don't want to do it at all. But I'm trying to work with you. I'm trying to make it plausible for you to have this this after-school activity that you want to have. I just can't have it be... That you guys are going into a room and watching pornography, you know, like we've got, you got to work with me here, you got to come meet me a little bit in the middle. You at a porn club? No, I'll give you an example. Once upon a time, the University of Maryland was going to show like a full-on porn in like their theater, and uh, how did it, that? That goof Andy Harris tried to shut it down uh. because he believes in free speech when he believes in it, right? Like he's a big free speech guy when it matters, to, when it's the speech he likes. Um, he tried to shut it down. And it was like, hey, look, you guys aren't going to win this one. There's not going to be overwhelming support for let's make sure that they can show porn at the University of Maryland. So can you kind of work with us a little bit? Can Can you help, help us help you? We get it. It's a violation of free speech. So we're not going to tell you you can't do it. But we also are going to tell you you're not going to have a lot of support. So can you work with us a little bit? Can you... Maybe figure out different ways of going about doing it. Hey, we're going to also have a lecture afterwards about the porn industry and about can you do something that helps make it more palatable for everybody? Can you please work with us? Because even if they're wrong, we can't make them go away. So we're asking you to help us. And I believe that's – this is – I don't remember how years – I do, I remember this story vividly because it's the only time in my life that I've ever really gone after a politician because, I mean, that guy. Um, but like, that's what they did essentially. They agreed to have like a – before they showed it, they had like a, a speaker come in and talk about whatever – and then they went from there. And then they did it, and everybody moved along with their business, and everything was fine afterwards. And it worked out for all parties involved. But you had to work with us. You got it. We're, we, we want you to be able to do the thing that you want to do, but you got to work with us. I, I understand you don't think it's cool now that the adults are in the room. Like, now you don't want to do it. But please, please, let us help you.
1: I will say about the hydration hose thing, it does help that the adults, or per se the Orioles, introduced it because I can't believe that every college was, football team hasn't yeah. used this as like their turnover change uh, I chain. Down, well, the also, uh, kudos, and then that would be the end. Kudos to – That'll be the
0: Clearly there was a conversation to had before the game last night, whether it was with the PR department, an executive, or somebody within the team just being super smart and saying to the guys, dude, do not say Dong Bong. Do not. Don't say it. Somebody got into their ear so that Kyle Gibson knew to say, "Bong, wait, it's a hydration hose. That's what it is." We're, and he's he's in kayfabe.
1: He knows what you know. It's even smart the funnel that they used. It's like it doesn't look exactly <laughs> like a bong. No, like yeah. it's it, a little bit longer, right? It's a like, tiny little h- funnel. Yep, like, yeah, a hundred
0: percent. Like it's, they took steps in order to be able to create a scenario where the hydration hose can exist. Now work with them. Do your favorite players a favor. Stop saying it. I love you guys. Know I love Eric Arditi. He's one of my favorite people, and I was having fun with him this morning. But he also, because he's sort of that rah rah guy, he's got that barstool audience. He's he has a big audience, and I want to grab him and say, dude, stop. Help them. They want this thing. Do it with them. We know. We know. We all know what it is.
3: Now work with them, all right? Do them a favor so that this thing can stick around. It's going to make it that much sweeter when this, because if this inevitably gets taken away, I say if inevitably. I yes. guess that's a double negative there. Um, but w- <laughs> if but w- when they, right.
0: <laughs> no, it's more like a, it's more like an oxymoron. Yeah. If inevitably. <laughs> If it's inevitable, it can't be an if.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but when it gets taken away, it's going to make it so much sweeter when they make the playoffs and they actually do an actual uh, you bowl. Know, oh, an after, actual, in the, in the, actual yeah, the celebration. Run, in the, uh, right, in the yeah, celebration 100%. in the locker room. That is going to be great.
0: Um, all right, now I'm moving back out of kayfabe. So I love the Homer hose. I was all in. I love the Homer. I think I called it a hydration hose. I love the Homer hose. The Homer oh. hose is, is awesome. Let's stay hydrated. It's, g- it's gonna get warm around here in these next couple of weeks. Let's all stay hydrated. Let's make sure we're thinking about that. We got to drink from the hose. That's what we got to do. Let's go with the Homer hose. Awesome. All in. Homer hose is super cool. I love I love Charles's
3: cool. take on it at the very beginning. The the, the two teammates who just hit home runs yeah, together. Yeah, we call them. Yeah, we're not gonna do that
1: again. <laughs> be cool. What I think they could do. To be t- cool. To maximize it and to even muddy up the waters a little more for the people that aren't uh, with it they could do a thing where it's like, okay. Well, they could sell like the actual product, but it's one of those attachable things where the hose is one part, the funnel is another right. part, and you come to the game... You buy a ticket, you get the hose, you come to the game, come to a second game, Mm. you get the funnel. Okay. So then you're getting two games, like, if you want the product. And they're
0: never actually giving away. Yeah. That's interesting. It's an interesting- They're not giving it away, but if you purchase a ticket to a game,
1: you receive the hose. You purchase a second ticket, you receive Um, the funnel. Love it. It was great. the Orioles win last night-
0: and Kyle Gibson continues to go. Although I thought he got a bit of a quick hook from Brandon Hyde
3: last night. I mean, he made it. Into, he was at what ninety? I thought three that, or four. Or something I thought like.
0: that it would have been a good opportunity to try to get him through that inning. It's a four-one game at that point. There's no real threat that the Athletics are going to suddenly like open the floodgates. I would have tried like to see it, but they won the game, and that's all that matters. Uh, I, I the bigger issue for me is you're turning around and pitching Grace in the night, so. If you've just decided you don't care, you're not thinking about innings right now, and you think Grayson's got six in him by all means, right? But I last night would have been making a decision, thinking we're gonna need our bullpen tomorrow night because again, I'm back, I'm I'm still on the, I'm not just running up Grayson's innings to start the
3: season, and then Surprised they used I guess Felix last night. Then I mean, well, it was a safe situation, so I was no, it was four it one, was it was five, it was well, it was four one when the innings. Start when the inning, before the inning started. He started warming up. The Orioles scored. Oh, out, and then he came in. It was five one. Yeah, was it really? Yeah, it was four one in the bottom of the eighth. I guess I never. I forgot they added a run. Yeah, they added I guess a run. I forgot about Ramon
0: Urias. Right, right, that's right. Um, but yeah, I, then I then you're right. But I, I hopefully I, once oh. I guess the real scenario is once you have him start warming up, you kind of uh, guys uh, managers talk about this all the time.
3: Like for routine reasons, mm-hmm. if yeah. you start
0: warming up. You Got put him in the go game. Yeah, you
3: put him in the game at that point. Um, Hopefully, diff- different home plate umpire tonight should be. Should be. Uh, Sheesh. Should, be go- should be good. Sheesh.
0: Brandon Hyde and Cedric, Cedric Mullins both getting kicked out last night. Nice play from Jorge Mateo oh, deep yeah. in the hole sure which was at, was which which is good because the pop up was a disaster. <laughs> I don't specifically blame Jorge Mateo for it, but like, what a running. what a mess
3: the pop up was. That was a disaster, but a hell of a play in the hole. Uh, I, mean, I feel like this game had everything. That was a, yeah, a as I an mean, Orioles fan, it yeah, was a, it was a like, very uh, fun uh, game to watch. I guess
0: <laughs> the other team doesn't have much, yeah. so like it, it's it's more fun when you're play, facing real major leaguers.
3: And yeah. You well, I mean, this is the point that everyone's making about the Rays being 10. 0 I, I, I get it. I get it. It's but a major like, league team. it it's
0: sure sure <laughs> it's a major league team. We'll go with that. Tonight, the bigger problem I have with the Orioles. Now, this is again me out of kayfabe. Let me make it abundantly clear. Or he'll screw this up big time. I, I know that the rules that are set for security reasons at the stadium, like they have to exist in order to be able to enforce them. But you had to see this coming. You you had to when you called up Grayson Rodriguez. And you, by the way, announced that you were going to be doing a Grayson Rodriguez night and giving away a t-shirt and trying to draw up a crowd for this game. You had to start thinking then with you know the security partners at the stadium, with police whoever it is, you had to start thinking then, how can we make this work? How can we do this? And maybe the answer is you do a far smaller gas can giveaway outside the stadium to say, hey, we're, we're not going to let you bring your gas cans in. I'm sorry. But what we're going to do instead is we're going to give you, again, work with us. Meet us in the middle somehow. We know the gas can thing is a thing. So how do we work with you on this? to just say, eh, sorry, huge miss. It's when I constantly, show some foresight. Show some, we understand it's been difficult to be an Orioles fan. We know it's not likely that we're going to get a big crowd on a Tuesday night to face the athletics, but we want to engage, and we want to make it a big deal that Grayson Rodriguez is making his first start, and we want you to feel like it's a special night and you want to be here. When Grayson made his first start in Bowie, it's one of the most yeah. electric nights that Orioles fans have in recent memory.
3: In Bowie. And they were able to pull it off. Like, But I get it. Like, it's they, different,
0: yeah. There are different, and you have different security partners at the stadium, and the police might have to get involved, the whole thing. But figure that out somehow, some way, so that you have something, some sort of answer besides just shrugging your shoulders you knew before the season began that at some point this year Grayson Rodriguez was going to be pitching in Baltimore and he was going to have a first home start so proactivity should have been happening in February in January maybe last when there's nothing going on and the season's over and you got a lot of people that have jobs that in November could have been thinking about this They'll say whatever it is they're going to say. And I'm not trying to crucify them because I believe there is a real problem that exists. Like, hey, you know, we, we can't say you can't bring in out, you know, we're sending people back to their cars with their pocketbooks. We can't do that and then let people come in with gas cans. So somebody would say, well, if it's an empty gas can and you force everybody to take the, the screw off so that you can look inside of it, like, why wouldn't that work to be unique for Grayson Rodriguez Starts? And somebody would say, "Well, then people would try to bring it to another game, and then what do we do?" You got to figure out a way to make it work. And they would also say, "But also, like, it, I don't know if you guys went on Friday, it was very difficult. It took a long time to get into the game. Lines are very long." They would say, "Well, now you are taxing our security even further. Now it's going to take forever to get into the game. That's we, we can't do that. And we got to have everybody unscrew the cap and like we got to inspect every, you know, pull up a gasket." <sighs> is there anything hidden inside? I hate I hate saying that, but like somebody would think they're very smart if they wanted to do harm and would figure out a way to tape a knife to the top part of the gas can. And so you're looking inside the gas can, but you can't like you can't see that part. I get the difficulty. I I don't think it's nothing. But figure out a way to meet me in the middle. Figure out a way. Maybe when you announce the t-shirt giveaway say, "Guys, I'm sorry. Our security partners will not allow for gas cans. But we're trying to give you something instead. The way that you did it just made it look like you were taking something away. Foresight, vision, thinking ahead. I get it that we don't always do that on Glenn Clark Radio, but we're a staff of one and a half. Whoa. You work part-time. Are oh, you counting yourself half? I yeah, that's exactly what it is. You were par- I'm being you work part-time. It's unfair. Yeah. You're a part-timer. One and a half and an intern. 1.75? You've got a staff of people. There should have been a better answer here. And, again, I don't want to make it seem like it's the end of the world. I'm excited to see Grayson Rodriguez tonight. I'm not going to be able to make it to the game because i got a Stevenson game tonight, but I'm sure there will be a lot of people that go out tonight that wouldn't otherwise go out to see the Orioles play the Athletics on a Tuesday night because Grayson Rodriguez is making his first home start. But it's a bummer. I mean, it's, it's a bummer that the Orioles didn't have a plan in place. I can't get around that. It's a bummer that there wasn't a thought process to say, hey, we want to work with you. That's all. Somehow, someway. All right. Uh, tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by the print issue of PressBox. Final week for this print issue with Gunnar Henderson on the cover. Then a new issue will be available next week. So go pick it up right now before it's Gone Forever. Available at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go first for tidbit.
3: Oh, okay.
0: I played trivia last
1: night. i uh, starting to like these updates you like, that we're getting you like on the, the trivia. Uh, what was the oh, gu- we won last night. What was we the politics? Win. Oh, you won. We did wow. win last night.
0: Uh, you know what? I almost screwed up because uh, i I got to be our team's politics guy, which is uh, It's weird. <laughs> uh, who are the two oldest current senators? And I knew Diane Feinstein immediately. And then I was panicked. On the other, I'm like, and finally I remembered. I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Iowa. But then I couldn't think of his name. Then I came up with Chuck. And I'm sitting there like sweating, like it's Chuck, 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 Chuck. And thankfully, John Proctor was like, and he was just throwing out names, and he's like Grassley. I'm like,
4: yes.
3: Well, good job. Well we, done. We did get that one. I don't know if I can um, name yeah, two senators. Don't,
0: don't be proud of that.
4: <laughs> Ooh, eighty nine. Like, Understanding, it yes yeah, they, really they're He's born in the' Depression. It's, not,
0: it's not it's not great, and Diane Feinstein's even older um she I think she's also 89 but I think she's slightly older yeah it's not it's not good They should not have senators th- this age. I do believe that Di- we know that Diane Feinstein is retiring. I would like to hope that both of them will be. i'd like to hope that's the case. Uh, the final was what no longer a city what city had the third highest population in America for the nineteen, no, for the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, and nineteen hundreds.
3: No 1880s. longer a city. No
1: longer a city. No longer
0: considered a city.
1: But had the third highest population mm-hmm. in the country. I don't or remember world. exactly
0: what the wording was, but it was had, no longer a city. Had to be like
1: U.S. or world,
3: in, in the yeah. in America. Okay. Had to be East Coast something, I guess. Yeah, it was the only thing that existed. <laughs> Uh hmm the answer makes all the sense in the world a city that doesn't exist anymore like it's
1: oh, ooh I, I, um i'm trying to think of like types of history where like something boomed at that time and then mm-hmm. it went away mm-hmm. like
3: Roanoke or something
1: well, Roanoke i believe is still considered a city my
3: friend <laughs> um gosh I, it's very sp- you it's just
1: not all right, a what, city. what what is it defined as, 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 soon as, as now it, like a I, town, not, you don't get that answer. That's town? not in
0: the. That's not in. The, this is the question. Okay. You've got the question. You've got to solve it based on that. And to Proctor's credit, he came up with it immediately. And as soon as he said, "I was like, oh yeah, absolutely."
1: I don't know, like, absolute. Ellis Island. Uh,
0: I. Y- what if I told you you're starting to sniff? Um, what if I told you you're starting to sniff?
3: I can't think of anything that's not considered like. So so not Staten Island or or not. You're sniffing. Long Island. You're sniffing. <laughs>
0: What are the other Cody islands? Island. Not you're sniffing. Ooh. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Brooklyn really Yes. All right. No longer considered a city. And it's in just the late 1800s. No, it's just a borough. Oh, like a borough, so right. everybody that lives in New York or lives in Brooklyn is a New York resident. Hmm. But okay. in the late eighteen hundreds, they considered Brooklyn to be its own city. Brooklyn was a city separate from New York City. And it had the, third, so it highest it had the population. third highest population. Oh. In the country. It's sort of like how if you took Minneapolis and St. Paul or you know maybe Oakland and San Francisco okay. or something yeah. like that. Um so okay. Brooklyn indeed was the answer. It was well played. All right, nice, well played. We oh, did it. We did it. I'm we would have won last night. Yeah, this one was very frustrating to me. What is the? Uh, y- y- I don't know if you know. Do th- um, y- You know that like a group of crows is called a murder. Yes. Okay. What do you call a group of porcupines? Oh
3: god, this was a one, this is one trivial. And
0: hint, it's adorable.
1: Whole pack of badges. now <laughs> I was just thinking of Russell Wilson for a second. I don't okay, know why. <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. Um Yeah. A pack of porcupines. Uh, mm. uh, a uh a th- mm.
0: oh. to his credit, Proctor also came up with this one as a pure guess and then tr try to a, convince a, us a, a prickle?
1: A bushel. That's exactly what a it prickles. is. A prickle?
0: <laughs> a prickle of por- Proctor says prickle like he's guessing it, and then he says, I'm shot sure. Put it down for three points. And I was like, <laughs> Are you actually? Like, do you actually know the age? Like, no, not at all, but I think that's it. And I said, no, we're going to do one
1: point. Something in the back Turns of out tied to that one right. time he was at the zoo and, like, looked at the, yeah. the information board past the porcupines. Right,
0: right. Uh, prickle of porcupines. No, there was a uh, – the, the one sports question last night. Very difficult, but I did go four for four. We'll see how you do. Name the four North American cities Baltimore. that have – stop. That have teams from all four major pro sports leagues, and they all play within city limits.
3: Oh. Within city limits, because that
0: immediately Chicago. rules out ball busting New York and Chicago L.A. Chicago right? is correct.
1: Chicago. New York and L.A. are ruled out.
3: Sh- New York and L.A. are not on the list. Detroit. Detroit is absolutely Good on one. the list. Within the city limits, Pittsburgh. Teams, they don't have a basketball. Team. Bad. Oh. Yeah. Which our guesses, Charles? Yeah. Um, well, that, hmm.
0: uh Philly. Philly is, of course, and was the most yes. obvious one to me. That's, yeah. They play within five inches of yeah. each other, yeah. although the the Sixers are moving, but they're going to still be within city really? limits. Yeah, they're building um 'cause because that's obviously in South Philly where they are. They're going to build it more in downtown, huh. a new basketball-specific huh. arena. I'm
3: thinking the last one's got to be uh, – it's got to be Boston, right? Not uh, the, Where do you think that it's Fox, a, Foxborough is? I think, oh, yeah, it's, right. a, I think probably, it's a uh, Texas uh, yeah, city.
1: I'm just not sure which Texas city.
3: Hmm. Because, yeah, they play in Arlington, so probably not Dallas. Dallas? Uh, no, yeah, Both no. the Rangers
0: and the Cowboys play in Arlington, so it's most certainly
3: not Dallas. There is... Oh, there is that's the only hockey team in
1: Texas.
0: Hmm. Yep, Houston does not have a hockey so, team. not Is Texas? it...
3: Uh, hold on, let me think here. Is it Denver? Denver is the correct it's answer.
0: Denver, Denver okay. is the correct answer. Yeah. So the only one that I was a little shaky on was, was like because those are the four for me. But I was like, I guess it's possible it could be Minneapolis, but the hockey arena is in St. Paul. St. Paul, yes. And that's what I said is like, like the think, Center. Or I something think like because it's one of the few cities where the hockey, where the, the the hockey and the basketball teams don't play in the same building. Like there's most most cities that have both hockey and basketball, are like DC. And they play in the same
1: building. But we, we like, love hockey so much. Yeah. It's like, dude, we need our own arena. It's what that. I said to him. I'm like, I think. And it will not be in Minneapolis. It yeah. will be tucked away I think where it is just away from everything else, and we could just go watch hockey. Is it difficult to get to? <laughs> no, it's okay, just right. some neighborhood in St. Paul. I'm not re- sure exactly what neighborhood, but I don't even think it's downtown either. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think it's all just off to the side.
0: So how far from, like, the the Viking Stadium to the hockey arena
1: oh i'd say it's probably a good 20 20 25 right, minutes for that sure bad. that's not that bad yeah you gotta that's go through bad. like the the interstate it's not like the, it's not like the, the, f- the 49ers
0: there. playing in santa clara hmm. which is like legit oh. forever away from san francisco um yeah those are the four the four are denver right. philadelphia detroit and chicago which we went four for four on like we we got that but um i i was only shaky my my, my one buddy kept we love him he's very special um he kept being like, "What about Atlanta?" And no matter how many times I said to him, "They, oh, don't, they don't have a hockey, hockey team," he just kept bringing up. Even after I had turned in sure the it's answer, "Sure, not Atlanta." He's like, "Dude, you know, like Atlanta." I'm like, "They don't have a hockey team anymore. It's not Atlanta. Stop saying it." But I was just thinking about Atlanta. I'm
3: like, oh my <laughs> god. What would their hockey team be named? If it was well, like they had the
0: Thrashers, of course. The
3: Thrashers. Wow. Did you not
0: know that they had an NHL team I, I, in Atlanta? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, called of thrashers. Not, not not the Thrashers. Not even that long ago. Like I
1: don't remember
3: the Thrashers.
0: They probably moved out of Atlanta in... Weren't
1: they the Flames before Calgary got a team?
0: Uh, No, they were the... No, what were they? They were the...
1: Oh, I thought they were the Atlanta Flames to start. No.
0: God, this is going to drive me nuts. They were the yeah Atlanta no, th- Flames. There might have been an Atlanta Flames, but so they weren't the. But cow- it, yeah. it wasn't. Calgary. This was not this team. The Atlanta Thrashers turned into the new version of the Winnipeg Jets. They were just an expansion team to begin with. Wow. Yeah, so were- there, there might have been an Atlanta Flames. I believe there was an Atlanta Flames. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It, but that happens this in franchise, yeah. Yeah, this franchise kind like
1: Baltimore. What do you mean? Uh, where like it wasn't like an immediate transition. Oh, from the, the Colts like, to the, 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 the Ravens same or yeah. ownership yeah, yeah, group. Correct. Yeah, yes, yeah. And there's
0: no association between the two mm-hmm. franchises. Correct. Just two separate franchises. Yes. This team was always the Thrashers, and then the Winnipeg Jets became the Phoenix Coyotes, which are now the Arizona Coyotes, and the new Winnipeg Jets are the former Atlanta Thrashers. So there's your quick hockey. Yeah, the around until 2011. You, I can't you, believe. Yeah, I
3: have no memory of that. They existed
0: for over a decade. Um, do you know what the Carolina Hurricanes used to be? Uh, no, i yeah. not going to try give a, sec. And a legendary franchise in hockey, an I- iconic franchise Carolina in hockey. Hurricanes. Carolina um, Hurricanes. They,
1: from they from weren't Montreal, because now that's a Caps. No, Montreal's, Quebec. Always, Montreal's always Quebec? Been, no,
0: Quebec Nordiques became the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes were formerly the Hartford Whalers. Hartford I'm now looking Whalers. at
1: them on the screen, and I didn't want to guess it because I knew that was probably the right answer. But, Hartford Whalers.
0: You know, Hartford, Hartford Whalers.
3: Carolina, they should bring those Carolina back. Everybody loves Dude, the Whale. The,
1: the,
0: thrash- whale the were, Thrasher's is good, too. Thrasher's I mean. was a great name. Yeah. Just never hockey in Atlanta, never really. I mean, hockey hasn't really worked in Phoenix either. Um, <laughs> they're currently playing in a college building, <laughs> legitimately a 5,000-seat arena, and, and a, they're playing NHL games as they hope to build an arena in Tempe. Um, but Phoenix is just a more desirable market, so they don't want to move out of Phoenix. They're like, yeah, everybody likes to play golf there. We don't want to move the team out of there, <laughs> so that's the way that it goes. It'll cool
3: down at the ice arena.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, did you know that once upon a time the Pittsburgh Penguins were literally like days away from moving to Kansas City? Really? Straight shoot. Like wow. one of the most thought, thought of franchises in all of the NHL was within days. That would have been
3: of moving to Kansas City. That would have been a disaster. Straight shoot. Kansas. Well, Kansas City's hockey team be? uh they've yeah, had yeah. one
1: kansas city scouts i long had, long time i had
0: wow. no idea KC Scouts.
1: I oh no Casey uh, scouts. 74 to 76
0: um i did not know that and I then they relocated
1: to De- denver and became the rockies um and then these rockies yes. in 82 yes. relocated to jersey and became the new jersey i Devils. did not
0: know that wow how about that i learned something today I learned let's do
1: every single yeah, team. Right? the let's
3: history of every
6: this. single
0: franchise in the NHL. I'm good. I'm good. All right, what do you have for
3: tip? Uh, all right, so the Rays are 10 and 0 it is the best start by a team uh since the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers who went 13 and 0 to open up their uh their their MLB campaign. Um and they also have the highest run differential uh r- really ever since 1884. So going back to the 1800s, it is the fifth best cuz there are Five other random teams that had like plus 99 run differentials. Jeff Passon pointed out last week that that was back when the ball was still, uh, it was like the first, these were the first couple seasons after the ball oh, had to be thrown uh, overhand. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know there was <laughs> Yeah, it a, used to be underhand. I'm being touch. honest with you, I had no idea
0: that there was a time where <laughs> such a thing existed. Yes,
3: uh, Jordan Walker, the 20-year-old from uh, on the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, he continues his hit streak. It is up to 10 now. Longest hit streak by a 20, by an age 20 or younger player. Eddie Murphy obviously holds the record in 1912. Jordan Walker now firmly in second place after passing Ted Williams yesterday.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden. Uh, Embiid led the league in points, and Harden led the league in assists. They are the first pair of teammates to win the scoring title and assist title in the same year since George Gervin and Johnny Moore. George Gervin. Oh, that's God. That's what I said. Oh, Gervin. God. That's what I said.
4: Oh, no. Oh,
0: no. That's what I said. No, it's not what you said, my friend. Uh so then have just went with the it's ice. It's a man. homer it's a homer hose. <laughs> That's what it's called.
3: And then uh Kenneth Kenneth Lofton Junior uh put, became the first player to uh ever post a forty point ten rebound game in his first career starts, uh since like they started tracking game starts. Yeah, everybody's freaking out about it. That maybe dude is their
1: new Zebo. Yeah, maybe Kenneth maybe
0: Loftin. the Grizzlies could be legit. And Kenny Lofton is having a huge part of that.
3: Uh LeBron dropped uh thirty five Hold on, let me pull up the step. My apologies, my apologies. Yes, he dropped 30, 30 points on Sunday in, their, in the Lakers' uh, regular season finale. It was his 80th game of 30 points or more af- uh, after, being, after turning 35 years old, uh, which ties him for the most games uh, with 30 points by a 35-year-old. Uh, can you tell me who he's tied? And let's try to round out the top nine here. Most games with 30, 30 points, points by, by, a 30 by a 35 f- year old.
1: 35 incoming coming tonight. Uh, He's torching <laughs> us.
3: <laughs> um Okay, so Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is fourth on this list. He had 39 well, who games. Who is he tied with then? Yeah. Oh.
0: How about
3: How about
0: How hmm. about Tim
3: Duncan? Not Tim Dump, not not Tim Duncan. Did you guys say Dumpkin? Yeah, d- not Tim Dumpkin. <laughs> no, that was
0: how not him about? Either. Hang on a second. I think Proctor.
3: Proctor says Kobe. Uh yes, Kobe is on this list. He uh he actually rounds out the nine. He is ninth on this list. Five. Only twelve games of Proc- thirty or more oh, after being thirty-five. Oh, uh, yeah. Proctor
0: also wants to throw in Iverson
3: and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Not Allen Iverson. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is third on this okay. list. Forty-eight games. How about Carl Malone? Paul Malone is who LeBron is tied with. Really, eighty games wow. uh, of, of thirty points or more. Um, Reggie Miller. 35. Reggie Miller is on this list. He had fourteen. He is tied for seventh. How
0: about? How about? I'm
3: having a hard blank. How about? Looking for three more. How about Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki is on this list. Okay, he is tied for fifth. 19 games of 30 or more after turning 35.
1: Did Tracy McGrady even play till he was 35? He is not on played, this list. But
3: I don't think he was yeah. the same at the end there. Uh, Jamal Crawford? No, not he Jamal yeah. Only because he played till he was like 50. How about yeah. Robert How about Robert Parrish? Uh, not Robert Parrish. He did play until he was about 50 he years is... old, though, I swear. No, yeah, he's not on this list. Um, Jamal Crawford had five games. Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, not Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler. Not Clyde Drexler. Dominique Wilkins. Not Dominique Wilkins.
0: All right. Um,
3: sh- we're missing three. Uh, t- two, two now, two. Because you got oh, you guys. We're dirt. counting LeBron. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and we're counting LeBron. It's always bad when we do that. Um. <sighs> man, no. Dwayne Wade was doing nothing at the end of his career. No, not Dwayne Wade. Jason Kidd. Not Jason Kidd. Somehow Larry Bird. No, his back was yeah, all jacked up. Back, yeah. yeah, not Larry Bird. Paul Pierce. Not Paul Pierce. Another Just because we talked player. about him last week.
1: Alex English. Alex
3: English. God, it's always is on his Alex list.
1: English is on every single one of these lists. Tied
3: with Dirk, 19, 19 games, thirty or more. One more player on this list. Ray Allen. Not Ray. Kevin Allen. Garnett. He's 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 uh he's been a common answer on all these basketball tidbits. Alex English. Not Alex. Well, yes, but no.
1: Not (laughs) the one we're looking for. Steph
0: Curry, because I keep forgetting how old he is. No, not
1: Steph Curry. He's not 35, right? What is he, 34? He might have just turned 35. Yeah, I think.
3: So he'll be on the list soon, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Common answer on these basketball lists. From the 60s. Oh, for F's. Oh. McAdoo. No. He wasn't the 60s. Russell. Robertson? No, not Bill Russell. Or 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 Oscar Robertson. He was a Lakers. Wilt. Not Wilt. Oh, Lord. He was a Lakers.
0: Jerry West? Yeah. Not Jerry West. No, he was in the 60s.
1: Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there
0: you a, go. Yeah, that's a good one. There you go. That's a good one. A good one. Yeah, he played for and a long that time. That rounds out your top All nine. Right. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. <laughs> I missed Pro- Proctor. Said. Yeah, Steph already has six. Guys. Alex French. Alex Spanish. Alex... <laughs> All right, Tubular is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Here's what's coming up. Um, Grayson Rodriguez, indeed, makes his first home start tonight, 630. Athletics Orioles on Masson. Kyle Muller or Mueller or... Yeah, Muller. Muller. Right? It's M-U-L-L-E, M- like so I don't Muller. Muller uh, starts for Oakland. Big Ten Network Plus, Maryland baseball taking on Georgetown at 6 o'clock. Uh, Stevenson lacrosse takes on Hood at 7 on GoMustangSports.tv. Uh, NBA play-in tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. It's what uh, Charles cares about tonight. T-Wolves, Lakers at 10. B- before that, Hawks Heat at 7.30 on TNT. Obviously, the home teams with the win, they move on. What they lost, They play again. On Friday night would be when the second game is. At yeah, Thursday, they get a or
1: day or? off because there's Friday. two more games tomorrow to round it I out. Think, then, I think yeah.
0: whatever everybody's whatever's yeah. left, I think is Friday night.
1: Let's go, Wolves. Uh, sure. I need Conley's experience. Don't
0: care. Masson ah. too. Nash. I just don't. It's care it's
3: it's, ob- it's so obvious what they. did. I mean, they made sure that Rudy got himself suspended so that LeBron will be able to win and. You know, well, but also the keep round. in
0: mind, I, the, the Wolves are like the kings of the play round, right? Like, That's true, yeah,
1: we've like been the, in every year.
5: The
0: greatest moments in play in history. <laughs>
1: every year that, yeah, Patrick Beverly throwing yep. his jersey off. Who's so. going
0: to be tonight? Mass and two, Nationals, Angels, 9.30. TBS, Padres, Mets at 7. MLB Network, Dodgers, Giants at 9.30. NBC Sports, Washington, Capitals, Bruins at 7. ESPN, Maple Leafs, Lightning at 7. Oilers, Avalanche at 9.30. Uh, a friendly tonight for the U.S. women as they take on Ireland at 7:30, but it's only on HBO Max unless you want to watch it in Spanish. Champions League on Paramount Plus: Benfica, Inter Milan at three, Man City and Bayern Munich at three. The USA Network for WWE NXT at eight. Some non-sports highlights. Uh,
3: there's not really a whole lot. Again, uh, Jennifer Garner will be on Stephen Colbert, and uh, there's a new show called Yonder on Paramount Plus, but it's uh, it's actually a Korean show. Um, so sure but apparently it's really good sure so you can check that out and then it ha- am i being unreasonable uh it's u.s premiere uh is on out on hulu I'd british star daisy may cooper um i don't know it's, it should be funny i think
0: uh you know what show is coming back this week that is not nothing to me and i hate saying this because it's on the t- tv network freeform oh yes i believe it comes back tomorrow single drunk female you are correct that is tomorrow uh, Actually, a funny show. I actually enjoyed it. It's the girl that was on that. Oh God, was there? It was it Sophia. Something? I don't remember what her name is, but she was on Sophia
1: Black D'elia. And what Delia. was the show she was on before
0: Delia. this that was on Fox that had Caitlin Olsen or whatever the girl's name? What D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia had another show on Fox. That this girl was on as like the stepdaughter, if I remember correctly. Is this uh, The Mick? The Mick was the name of this show, and I enjoyed it a great <laughs> deal. I don't know why, but it was a show that I liked, and I was very disappointed that it didn't come back. But the girl is on this show, Single Drunk Female, and I watched a little bit of it, and it was actually entertaining to me. So yeah. that's back this week. Speaks to Glenn a lot. Yeah. I guess that my, my, she's in recovery, like, like it's yeah. a whole thing, but like they, I don't know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the show. Make fun of me. I don't care. I genuinely don't care what you think
3: about it. <laughs>
1: How do you yeah. feel about this? I re wa- rewatched the first episode of Dance Moms last night. Nice. Kate, that is m-
3: far more embarrassing my than a single sister, drunk female. My sister watches that like religiously right
1: now. No, so nice. just because... Um, it's a wild st- show, dude. Wild just show. because my girl told me, she was like, I need to watch this for a show. Can you? I mean, uh, for, for a class. A, okay. Can you believe that we're paying thousands of dollars for higher ed- education and they're requiring us to That's watch, that watch that Dance Moms? That is yeah, a like- weird bit. So That's I was like, you know what, weird, throw it on. And bit. like, yeah, it's just pure, it's just entertainment. I All don't right. take it any too seriously. you All
4: know.
0: Right. All right, uh, very good. Hey, don't forget A.J. Michaels. The weather, it's going to be warm this week, man. Expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels. Heating, A.C. plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. A.C. season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts are available. More at A.J.Michaels.com. A
3: little bit of breaking Well, I guess a little bit is breaking news. The third pick is headed to Atlanta. So
0: they are getting ahead of Arizona, or they trade with Arizona to get ahead of
3: Indy to
0: get their quarterback. Does that make Indianapolis suddenly more interested in trying to trade a boatload to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson? We'll see. Yeah. To be determined. To be determined. That is That is a factor
3: that could come into play. Does that
1: mean Atlanta's getting Anthony Richardson, and they were just like, we can get cheaper Lamar?
3: I I, uh, I I guess. Mean, I, guess. I, mean, I, I mean, I guess that's got to be their mentality. Or sure.
0: or they think that one of the top two teams is taking Anthony they're Richardson. They're taking and, and
3: Hooker, obviously. And, yeah, they're going
0: to take Stroud with the third pick. Max, Duggan. You know? very Max Duggan. Very interesting. Very interesting. Also, now the Raiders are probably out of the quarterback market unless they want to move up to get Indianapolis a spot. Like, a lot of people thought the Raiders were not really committed to Jimmy Garoppolo and would go ahead and draft a quarterback too. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: it's just interesting. Good stuff. move by the Falcons. I, I, th- we'll I
0: see think. if it impacts. Uh, by the way,
3: uh, we we're behind Desmond Ritter. Who's know. who's reporting? Who's reporting that? By the uh, way, it was NFL Network. I'll like somebody I'll. specifically. Um, I think it was Field Yates. I think broke it. Uh, he's obviously not NFL Network, but I believe he's he's with ESPN. Yeah. Uh, please, please tell me you didn't get. It. No, this is real Field Yates. I've got
0: I've got nothing from Field Yates' Twitter account. About this.
3: Oh, no. Falcon Street. Oh, I did read it completely wrong. Yeah, I, I messed up big time here. I messed up big time here. Wow. All right. That went well. Yeah, it did. I'm sorry.
1: Lamar's Still Raven. Nothing <laughs> yeah, happened.
3: I'm sorry. <sighs> oh, I just completely misread whatever.
1: Lamar's Still Raven. Desmond Ritter has oh nothing boy. to worry about.
3: They traded for former 3rd overall pick Jeff Acuda.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> Which is not nearly <laughs> not in the realm <laughs> of significance. Oh my. What uh, what do you think you what should What did do? the Lions get? Back? What do you, what do you think your, sh- your penalties should be?
3: Um that's a good question. I don't know. I think there's or still some bean
0: boozle beans out there. Yeah, right? you want
3: want to go do just a bunch of bean boozles right now?
0: <laughs> Maybe not right now. Maybe we do that tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe we make that part of the program tomorrow as your penalty. During the show tomorrow, like every couple of minutes, you got to.
3: We could have ended the show two minutes earlier. Boy, you really, you really, that was bad. That yeah, was bad.
0: All right, so that's how we wrap up for the day. Come here for that high level of reporting excellence. That's what we got for you. All right, thanks today. Sorry, to, sorry to everybody. Thanks today to Cadre Smile. <laughs> thanks to Cordell Woodland. Uh, Woodland, I gotta gotta get the Cordell Woodland and the Patrick Stevens. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the.
3: Oh my God, it's so good. Uh, it wasn't so good.
0: The tab ClarkRadio.com. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, on the program tomorrow, uh, Drew Force will be here. Okay. Uh, we'll do a uh, draft segment with uh, Lance Zirline. Lance Ironline from N- yes. NFL.com, and uh, Mark Ross, also from NFL Network.
0: Yeah, former Giants front office, uh, former executive with the Giants, now with NFL Network. Obviously, somebody who knows Odell Beckham quite well. So we'll talk to him about that. All right, oh, just such a huge downer, such a huge downer to end today's show. Yeah, it is. Yikes! Pretty, pretty all right, all right. Yeah. Well, other than that, thanks to everybody at, uh, thanks to
3: everybody at Pressbox. So There's a fifth-round pick for Jeff Oak. <laughs>
0: That's so rough. Giant nothing. Giant. He was nothing. the third pick. Yeah,
1: the yeah. third overall pick. And they talked about him like he was they sure the, like, did. the one. They sure did. They sure did.
0: Thanks to everybody at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners. AJ Michaels, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costa Inn, Hartford Community College, Guilford Hall Brewery, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Charles. Uh, yeah. Charles. .AP28, thanks, thanks to
4: Griffin, thanks,
0: at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us at uh, Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go
4: birds, gas them up. Duke suck.